Talk radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Welcome to the 2018 NHL Dual Expansion Draft. It is with great pleasure and anticipation that we welcome our two newest teams to the National Hockey League. I am your host and moderator, Reginald DeFio. These teams will be our first traveling teams in the history of the NHL in an attempt to grow the game and make it more fun. The two teams will take part in a draft that requires them to take a roster of 23 players. This roster must consist of at least six defensemen, 12 forwards, and two goaltenders. The other three spots are at each team's discretion. It is also imperative that each of the two teams fit under our current NHL salary cap of $79.5 million. Each team will select a maximum of one player from any NHL team. There is no protection list because whatever, these teams should be good because we're trying to grow the game for Christ's sake. Let's meet our two GMs. The GM for the team situated in Milwaukee, Hamilton, Salt Lake City, Houston, Mexico City will be James Cole. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Mr. Moderator. Now let's meet our other GM. For the team situated in Quebec City, Saskatchewan, New Orleans, Portland, Oregon, and London, England, this is Brutes Pataglia. We're going to have way more fun. Oh, yeah. We're going to have way more fun than your team. It's going to be a good time. Uh, also, I'd like to declare our team is officially called the 88 Sackics. We're going to be wearing Quebec oh. Nordiques jerseys, and they're all going to have 88 Sackic on the back. Thank you. All right. I've, Playing to the moderator's favor, I see. I already like. I'm just trying Roots to pick a hockey team, team here. Mm, okay. I see. Okay. Just trying to pick a hockey team. Okay. All right. That's well, what we're here to do. Uh, each team will have 45 seconds per pick because we really don't have all night. I will now flip a coin to see who draws first pick. All right. And the winner of the coin toss is heads. No one called it. Yeah, oh, no, heads. One, no one called it. Right. Heads. Yeah, we, heads. There we go. Maybe flip it again. Heads. All right. Heads it is. All right. So nice. First overall pick goes to Brutes Batagra. <clears throat> All right. Am I on the clock? Yes. Yes, you are. All right. Um, shit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, from the Dallas Stars, we're going to select uh, Tyler Sagan. Oh. Sorry, Dallas fans. Tyler Sagan is now a uh, 88 Sackick. Yes. Yes, I am very okay with that one. All right. right. Jimmy, you're on the clock. Because he's right, fun. Um, well, I'd like to start off by uh, congratulating the Washington Capitals on a uh, magical Stanley Cup run. Um, Boo. With the uh, first pick of the uh, newest expansion team, uh, we will be selecting Milwaukee native uh, and potential team captain, Drew Stafford. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't see how you can't name him. Too oh, often. he's going. He's going backwards with this one. Just gonna see what I do, and then. All right, Brutes back uh, on the clock. Man, here. yeah, I I really had only thought one pick ahead. Uh, man, uh, who's fun on this team? Who's fun? I might just pick a new team. I'll come back to that team later. Uh, probably You're killing out. me, Smalls. Running out of time already. Ah, uh, you know what? No, actually, I know who I want. Um. Sorry, uh, San Jose Sharks fans, but uh, we are taking uh, number 88, Brent Burns. Ah. He's traveling city to city, just hurting everyone one beard at a time. I see. 
You're taking all the uh, 88s in the in the league. I yeah, I can, I can appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, basically everyone else from this point is going to be number 88. Cool. So now cool. you know who I'm taking. Team next. of 88s. I will, I will now proceed to uh, select Patrick Kane. No. James uh, back uh, no, on the clock. No, go to hell. <clears throat> um, for the uh, second selection, uh, I'm uh, proud to select uh, from the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, Justin Williams. Oh, fan favorite in Carolina. Oh, God. It's a big one. That's, that's a big one. That's crazy. Is it, though? Mm. So, when you took Drew Stafford, Whoa. did you technically take a player on a current active NHL roster? He's, He's on, on the a team? He's on the Devils. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Did, how much time that's did good. I just waste asking about that? <laughs> like, not that much time. Like, 10 uh, seconds. God. Who else is fun? Can't take a Vegas Golden Knight. That sucks. Who else is fun? Who's fun? Uh... Hmm. It's tough. It's tough out there in this league. Not a lot of fun teams. No, no fun teams left. No fun no teams. No fun NHL. No. Um, I'm going to take... Uh, I don't know. Let's just... I'll just I'll just take Andy Green. Oh, good. Good. <sighs> captain. Welcome. Yeah, he's our captain. <laughs> captain. I guess. I don't know. All right, James, back on the clock. Oops. There we go. Oh, boy. So was that my alert? That, that was yeah. the end of the Oh, that's there. good to know, though. I kind thought maybe no I'd gone over. Wow. Um, you know, uh, we'll just talk about our topics for the week while we're doing the draft. All right. So uh, this, the Nashville Predators, James. Mm. I'm just kidding. Uh, this this is a this is a tough pick. We're we're looking for uh, you know some some online leadership. It's a traveling team. We got to stay connected with the fans because one minute we're going to be in Milwaukee, next minute we're in Mexico City. So you know. It's good to establish, you know, that kind of uh, that presence, and uh, we think one of the best in the business is Roberto Luongo. So, fair enough. Great social media presence. Wow, he is. He is going to be a leader. Uh, I, I leader knew there was a the fun internet, goalie out there sure. somewhere. Yeah. All right, Brutes back on the clock. Oh man, actually, that just raised a good point about a certain team. I was going to take a player from, and now they actually have a more fun goaltender that I think I might take. Um, yeah, yeah. See, I want a, I want a, a fun goaltender mm. but you know i also want a goaltender maybe that uh, that people Kicks are kind of people are kind of scared of oh is what i was gonna say halak um so that said uh halak i'm uh i'm gonna take jonathan quick hmm yeah, yeah you know what i can yeah he is a he's one of the scarier goalies for sure okay okay james back to you yeah that it is indeed and i, and I thank you for your comment reg no, okay. Made a comment? No, no banter there. Okay. No banter. Nope. <laughs> well, good evening, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's your pick, right? Uh, yeah, it okay. is. Yeah. So it's, 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 all, all, it's all Jimmy not, right now. I'm not really paying attention. We're in pretty short on time, I take it. Oh, you got like 20 seconds. Oh, well, all right. That's a little more than I thought I had. Um, I can already tell our, our, our listeners hate what we're doing, so... <laughs> Um, no, they, they every just, 12 seconds. They just hate your team. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's it. Boom. That's bold. Boom. Don't worry. You just have to go to Salt Lake City to see Boom them. Boom so. goes the dynamite. It's nice. It's a nice, fun team. All right, Dustin Bufflin. Dustin Bufflin. Oh, you son of a bitch. All right. Back to Brutes. I, I see what you did there, sir. Big cap hit. Cut, cut her close there. Yep, cut for sure. I know. I'm Basically, I'm just going to like make eight picks, and then I'm going to look at my salary cap situation, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming I'm not... Assuming it's not pretty so far. Um, I guess I should maybe pick, like, Sagan a winger, eh? 
Mm. Someone who can put the puck in the net. Maybe someone who is a little bit fun. You know? A little bit fun. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh, interesting. That that is a fun Russian right yeah, there. He's fun. Okay. Welcome to the team. Okay. I have. Oh my god! I've already used almost half my cap space. <laughs> oh boy. I'm I'm, I'm over a third at this point. All right. Small I've got five players. Small well, whatever. I'll just pick a bunch of bums after this that like to party. Oh, I should have taken Jeff Carter. Fuck. I'm trying to take a bunch of booze hounds here. All right, uh, with the uh, next selection, I will be taking uh, from the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, Houston-born native Seth Jones. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, they'll okay. they'll like that, you know, down mm. south for sure. Yeah, you gotta have probably. Some, yeah, you got to have some local boys for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Sure. Sure. Um, hmm. Interesting. In that regard, you should probably pick one from London, England. That would be, Ooh. That'd be good. Ooh. Too bad Steve Th- Steve Thomas is our head coach. That's not one of my picks, though. I'm just saying that right now. Tampering? I, uh, nope. I'm, head coach. I done deal. under protest. Done deal contract. i got to be honest. I think I'm going to let this slide. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Zach. Um, oh, you know who's fun? Uh, Michael Furland. Taking him. Nice. Welcome to the nice. team. He's having himself a good start to the year. He is. Welcome. Now he's going to have an even better year because he's going to be playing with exactly. Sagan and Tarasenko moving exactly. forward. Exactly. So. All right. Yep, done deal. All right, well, I, I tried to, to leave it as long as I could. Um, Taking a leaf. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I have to take the only one um, in the league that technically was born, or not not born, but has uh, Mexican citizenship, if we're even playing in Mexico City. So, uh, Mr. Austin Matthews, welcome uh, to the team. I am... Uh... I'm a big fan of that pick. Again, boring, you're boring. P- you're picking the right demographics for your team. Thank James. you, boring. thank you, Moderator. for sure, Mr. Moderator. Thank you. Boring. I picked Drew Stafford first overall. You're saying <laughs> boring. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, uh, you know what? And because I didn't like James's pick, I'm going to make a pick that he's not going to like too much. Uh, Casey Middlestead. Ooh, welcome yeah. to the team. Nice. James is overrated. Welcome for to the team. Season. I might. Uh, I it's might. My second line center. I might pick Ron Hainsey, who at this point has more points than that guy. But no, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I've got a leaf. Never mind. Can't Wait till you it. see who Casey Middlestat's going to play with. I'm not worried about it. I don't have enough cap room yet <clears throat> no, to fine. pick anybody good, so he's probably going to pick play with a bunch of rookies. Man, Jack Eichel makes ten million dollars. That's wild. Oh boy. Yeah, I almost took him because he seems fun, but yeah, I don't have a, I don't have money cap. for him. <laughs> You're all capped out, eh? Yeah. Um. Well, that being said. Um, Oh, you know who else is fun, but he's not in the league? I, I wish I could take Greg Zanin. I thought you were going to say Stefan Gionta. Is he fun? <laughs> I think so. Stefan Gionta? <laughs> Never heard that. <laughs> you know who I thought you were going to take is Steve Bernier. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're uh, out of time here. With the next pick, I will be taking Salt Lake City native uh, Trevor Lewis. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? I'm just going to Google it. Players from Portland, Oregon. I know there's one. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put the seat, uh, people in the seats. You know, and the only way to do that early is to, you know have some fan favorites. One hundred percent. Hometown boys. Yeah. that's the way to get them. Yes. Yeah, you're not wrong. Vegas did it with England. Yeah. You know, I think I want to see. I want to see. I think it's a good player too. I'm taking a I'm taking a stab at this one. I might just take this kid even if he's not from there. 
My cap space is looking real good right now, Reg. That's good. Real good. Get coming hot at the end of this draft. Yeah. Well, I mean, Austin's only making 925, technically. So. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll look this up as the night goes on, because I, I think there's someone from Portland. But I'm taking uh, uh, TJ Oshie from the Washington Capitals. Oh, wow. oh, he is he is a party boy, for sure. Yeah. Fun times. Fun yes. times there. He's going to look good in uh, 88 sack of jerseys. That's so. well. Yeah. That's well. All right, James, back on the clock. <sighs> Pressure's on, eh? All right. All right. Pressure's on. <laughs> This is the most important thing you'll ever do in your life, You're James. Just so you know. You're not wrong. Um, you know what? Gotta go. Uh, you know what? I can't pull the trigger there. Can't pull the trigger. Gotta move on. Fresh horizons. <laughs> we don't know what you're talking well, about, James. <laughs> <laughs> no, because what you're talking. We don't know what you're talking about. Five seconds. Shit me. Wow, shit me for sure, bud. Figure it out, bud. <laughs> All right. Boom. Feel it. We're going with Phil the Thrill. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, Phil the Thrill. See how many. Oh, my God. i got to think economical here with my next pick. Uh, wow, that cap space dried up real fast. I've managed my money well. <laughs> I'm not half yet, halfway yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is, that is pretty good. Thank you. Oh, you know what? You know who's... Fun like maybe ten picks in, but we don't even know yet because he hasn't played in the league yet. But I'm taking a, I'm taking a gamble. That's wild. We're gonna see what happens here. The oh. '88 Sackics are are gonna finally give a shot to Mister Oli Ulevi. Welcome to the team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Makes eight hundred and sixty-three thousand a year. So uh, it's a good yeah, third pairing no, guy yeah, at this that's, point. Uh, that's a very economical pick for yeah. you. Uh, why did I take Andy Green? Um, from, the, from the city <laughs> oh, of Milwaukee. Is this televised? Yeah, Milwaukee again. We're going to be taking a new uh, new forward for the Arizona Coyotes, uh, Alex Galchenyuk. Okay, okay. I like also, how you looked at me because you knew I'd be kind of choked there. Mm, yeah. Reg looked right at me because he knew I'd be pissed. It's my second line center right now. <sighs> Goddamn fucking. This is not easy. No I, I should have maybe planned ahead. Yeah, I can't believe you guys are doing this on the fly. Yeah, this and is trying to incorporate cap room. I don't know. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah the, we bit off more than we could chew here for sure. Well, at least one GM did anyway. Uh, do I have a penguin yet? No, I'm going to take a penguin. Let's take someone here. Uh, ooh, you know who's cheap? Jake Gensel. Everybody likes Jake okay. Gensel, right? I don't oh, really, yeah. but whatever. Wow. He's on the team. Welcome. Uh, tons of fun. Uh-huh. Late bloomer. Yeah. Good him, kid. Him, middle stat, and Oshie. There's a line. Uh-huh. Yeah, welcome to the team. All right. Well, of uh, Saturday Night Live fame, we will be selecting uh, Mr. Brady Shea. Ah. Nice. Let's do that hockey. My favorite ranger. Let's do that hockey. Okay. I agree. Oh, okay. There's some players from this city. They all make too much money in the National Hockey League. (laughs) Fuck. Anyone cheap? Anyone cheap from Quebec City? Anybody cheap? Somebody cheap. There's nobody cheap. All right. Well, I guess I'm spending more money. Mm. Did, I, some of that, eh? did I take a Bruin yet? I don't think so, I eh? I think you did. All right. Welcome to the team, Patrice Bergeron. Nice. Oh, okay. Actually, I, I mentioned him earlier tonight. Steve Bernier is from Quebec City. So I'll put him on the coaching staff, too, somewhere. Okay. Mm. We'll find out for him. Also going to allow that. Okay. Right. Patrice Bergeron. Screw the Bruins. Mm. Uh, Eric Carlson. Ah. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, now you're using your cap space. Yeah. Good. Here we go. Alright. I have uh, I have no right defenseman yet. Yeah, I mean me neither. It's okay. They they're at a premium in this league, James. 
It's hard to find one. And I might take the best one in the league. Um, obviously, because he got traded for an MVP, so I'm going to... No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> nope. Um, I'm going to take Zach Cassian. Oh, okay. A yep. little, little bit of grit. A little bit of grit. He's on my third line with Patrice Bergeron, according to Cap Friendly, so... That's wild. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be used where he's playing. Uh, for those at home wondering, I have $28.6 million left in cap space. So, hmm. How much? 28, 28.6. I, I got to take 11 more players. <laughs> it's crunch time, boys. <laughs> wow. It's crunch time. That's wild. Maggie. Um, Maggie. Uh, yeah, you're gonna choke. You're gonna choke. You don't have anyone. Mikhail Sergachev. That's all I have left okay. is just to say you're gonna choke. Okay, good timing. A couple seconds left on that one. Good pick. Good pick. Young guy. Uh, I am also stealing from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm. Uh, I'm taking Yanni Gord. Nah, it's between ah, him and uh, another another Sergachev good young player. Two good young Lightning players. Nice. Mm. All right, back on the clock, Jimmy. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maggie. Oh. Not prepared at all, but yeah, yes, thank you, thank you. Oh, um, fuck, I already took a Canuck. God damn it. No, yeah, I'll get you. Yeah. Uh, we'll be selecting uh, Mr. Charlie McAvoy. Oh, Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. Not a huge fan of his, but, you know, still have decent, no right defenseman. decent young defenseman. And, uh, yeah, good, good cap it. Well, I think it's time to take my Toronto Maple Leaf. And, wow. uh, you know, this is the fan in me. Um, you know, trying not to rid them of too much talent because, uh, this, that, that guy who's coaching that other team there, what's his team name? Does it, do they have a name yet? They don't have a name or a coach? No. Um, yeah, no, that sounds good. Uh, I am taking, um, according to cap front, this is not his cap hit, I don't think, but uh, maybe it is. I don't know. They, they probably know what they're talking about. Uh, I'm going to take Josh Levo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome to the team, Zach. Underrated, underrated Leaf player. Yeah, you know. I don't like that. Depending okay. who you ask. Fair enough. Yeah, did I take a Leaf hand? I guess I didn't. That's all right. That's a good pick. You got nothing, James. Nothing, buddy. You're not too far off, to be fair. You're going to choke. Five, four, wow. three. Wow. Do it. Whoa. Do it. Do it. <laughs> no. One, two, three. Do it. Oh, now. God. Oh, now. God. Um. Nice pick. Oh, boy. This is not boating well. I can't find anyone from London, England. Is that correct? <laughs> what if there's someone from New Orleans? There can't be, right? Well, there could be. Could you imagine? So. New Orleans hockey player. Sinking, man. Oh. See if something comes up. Ooh, the New oh, Orleans brass. I already have a penguin. Shit, shit, shit. Five seconds left for James. Uh, Four, no. three. Do no. it. Do it. Do it. All right. We're going with Ivan Provorov. Okay, mm. I I am a fan of that one. It's uh, mm. I think that's a good pick. Good young defenseman. Mm-hmm. Good young defenseman in Provorov. Okay. Um. God, I gotta I gotta be economical here. This is, <laughs> this got out of control real quick. <laughs> Just so everyone at home knows, this this is crazy. I still have twenty six point six million dollars in cap hit or cap available. I'm not. There's a Jake Chelios. 
Is that yeah, Chris's I mean, son? I think so. Oh my god. Is he a right-handed shot? <laughs> oh! Oh! There's a guy on Detroit I wouldn't hate to have. Joe Hicketts. Okay. I'm taking okay. Joey Hicketts. All right. The people in Regina and Saskatoon are going to love him. That's a good Canadian uh, good Canadian boy. Former uh, World Junior player. They're going to love him. All right, now. As they should. As they should. This pick could make or break my cap situation. Connor McDavid. Risky. <laughs> Nathan McKinnon. Oh. Oh. Make or break. It shouldn't, but okay. I don't know. You're getting one of the best players in the league for $6 million. That's not bad. It's a good pick. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to say. Oh, fuck. I already took a Bruin. I was trying to save money for Pasternak. See, this is this is not easy to do in, in like a minute. Who's kidding? Who are you kidding? Take take Rantman. That's the um, pick. Oh, but you know who I am taking from uh, from Colorado? Her, that is uh, economically friendly. Tyson Berry. Okay. I need a right-handed okay. shot defenseman. Tyson Berry's my guy. Oh, nice pick. Yep. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's certainly a, a way to round out the third line, I suppose. All right, I will be uh, selecting uh, Mr. Brady Kachuk. I'm a fan of that pick. Thank mm-hmm. you. I, I like that. I know it's a little bit early to say for sure, but... Yeah, well, you'll teach the fans in every city uh, the old ways of bloodbath hockey. So that's good. that's good. Good. Restore the game the way it was meant to be seen, right? Yes. Um, yeah, this is tough now. Getting down to it. I was trying to avoid taking a Minnesota Wild. Just, I mean, John doesn't listen to the podcast, so he'll never find out, really. But, Brutes! I am taking Eric Stahl. Wow. If you're going to take a Wild player, it's not a bad pick. $3.5 million a year, you know? Local boy, good contract. Yep. I cannot believe that these two players make the same amount of money at nine twenty-five. but uh, I'll be taking Brady's brother, Matthew. Well, that's how entry level deals work, James. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> like entry level could be eight fifty, not nine twenty five, anywhere between those numbers. So, yeah. You, know. you think Brady should add less? So you think they should be making or, less money? Well, I, I think one. I'm just surprised they're making the same. That's my that's my point. Okay. Right. One. Okay. Weird weird point, but okay. Yeah. Weird weird flex, but okay. Um, I am taking Wayne Simmons. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes. This is a veteran big, team big I've got for sure. Presence. Yep. Gonna beat the shit out of James. Oh team. yeah. Okay. So now I have. I gotta pick f- five more players. I have thirteen million dollars to play with. That's okay. You can do that. That's okay. That's mm-hmm. reasonable. I'm gonna take a bunch of rookies and then I'm probably just gonna spend money on one unreal player. This is the plan. That's fair. Yep. You. Um. DK. <laughs> do I have a blue yet? A blue? What's a blue? A uh, St. Louis. I don't, I don't think you do. Oh, like a St. Louis blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're drinking wine here, people, so. You're not wrong. Maggie. Oh, God. I was like, oh, Tyler Bozak. That would be it. No, 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 <laughs> not, not too economically friendly. Ten seconds, eh? Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feel it. Feel it. Um, Five, four, three. Oh, do it. Boy. Do it. Oh, boy. I'm taking. Oh 
god. What happens now? Am I just penalized? Do I get my pick re- refunded? Brutes gets your pick. Oh, okay. Now he has an extra player. <laughs> 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 oh, no. I don't want that. No, no can one I, no Can one James does. should have picked a player. All right, James. Yeah. Her, just finish your pick. No one really told me what was at stake here, so I didn't rush. Yeah, I guess there really isn't a penalty. We could probably get rid of the clock. <laughs> These later rounds, you know, they're they're not easy. Uh, James, I'll trade you your current pick for my next pick. Mm. So I'll just take two in a row here, and then you can just take three in a row or something. I guess. I Hang know. on, let, let's let's just. Let, I need to I need to ask a, a question. Oh we get we get twenty three players. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what is that working out being? Like, there's twelve forwards. Whatever you want. You got to pick twelve forwards, six D, two, two. You should listen to the moderator. <laughs> twelve forwards, six D, two. Goals, Kick them out. Three or Kick whatever em. you want. Boot them. Give me his team. Five, four, three. <laughs> kick him. Kick him. He's gone. Whoa. Kick him. All right. So Bruce is now the manager of both the teams. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? I, I used to hate Gary Bettman, but he's not so bad. He's making some good decisions here <laughs> with, right. this, uh, with this draft. Interesting. I'm going to yeah. take Ryan Ellis. Okay. Okay. I like that pick. Now that we're back on track here. Yeah, I don't have a predator. I should take someone. Do they have anyone fun? Back to Brutes. Can I just sign? I don't know, Victor Mike, can I just sign Mike Fisher to league minimum? Is that a thing yeah. I can do? I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Again, I'll let you do that too. <laughs> I'll let you do anything. I like. Basically. I like this moderator. We well, that a good that moderator. is your penalty, James. He gets to have Mike Fisher. Wow. True. It's bold. True. You went over the time limit. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna take Kevin Fiala. He does seem like a fun guy. Yep. I like Kevin Fiala. He's on my team. Welcome to the team. Welcome sure. to the squad. Welcome to the welcome to the team. Gotta support the team. Jesus. Support the team. Yeah. Oh. Um so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Andre Casa. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. You okay. sure? Yeah. Are you sure though? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, whatever. What am I going to do, right? Pretty much how I feel. Um, I am taking... I'm also going to take a player from that team, maybe. Maybe. Actually, maybe I'm not. Wow, he makes more. I I did not realize Josh Manson made that much money. Oh, my God. Yeah, he got paid. Ooh, wow, that is a friendly deal. Uh, I am taking Ricard Raquel. Welcome to the team. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. Welcome as I to the remember, team. that contract is very friendly. I just had to double check and make sure I didn't have a duck, and I don't, so I'm good. That's good. Beautiful. Welcome to the team. All right, Jimmy, oh, back I to you. Have a panther. How did I miss that? Yep. I'll sneak up on you. Yeah, well. Um, somewhere. Um. Yeah. Um. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Do you? Where is he? We should have like a 10-second time limit for the rest of the picks. Screw it. (laughs) I don't know why I got rid of that time limit. Brock Besser. Let's go. Oh, God. Our teams are going to hate each other. That's what's going to make this so fun. Yeah, this is not... This is not good. Yeah, it's... There's not a lot of right-shot defensemen in the league, is there? Like, good ones. Not a ton. I already took a flyer. Oh, no. Huh. Oh, oh no. no. I already took a blue. Did I take a jet? 
I don't think I took I a think jet. Did. I didn't take a jet. I gotta steal someone from the Jets. I love that team. What a weird thing to say. Um, alright, I'll find a jet. Oh, God, I know what jet I'm taking. You know what? It'll make everyone happy, including some of the other defensemen on the team. Um, I guess they only have one right shot defenseman now because Bufflin's gone to James's team. But I'm taking Jacob Truba. Welcome to the team. Oh, nice. Yeah, that I is, have $3 million in cap space left. That's not bad. Pick. That's a solid pick. Yeah, thank you. I have a, I have the best D in the league, so. That's debatable. Wait, I I took I took a player from the Sharks, so it's not them anymore. Hey. You took Carlson. So all the good defense, all the defenses in the league are now picked over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was I meant to save money for Panarin. <laughs> Fuck! This didn't work. Oh no. It's a no no. Oh no. Do I have a Ranger yet? Yeah, you have Brady oh, Shea. Shit. Yeah. Oh, feel no. it. Feel it. Oh no. Feel it. I should have just let you figure that out for yourself to waste more time. Oh no. How, like, how have I used every team so far? But I only have nineteen players. This makes no sense. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that'll happen. Um. I don't have a coyote. No, I have a Galchenyuk. Fuck, fuck. What? What is happening right now? Five, four. Do it. Do it. Do it. You're done. Yeah, if there was a time limit, we passed it about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> Did we? I can't keep track of what teams I've picked. And Yeah, it's a bitch. Mm. Tough break, huh? Eh? Yeah. Do I have what? a Dallas star yet? Yeah, probably. I don't think so, actually. Yeah, I don't no, think I don't. you did. I don't! Let's check out the Dallas stars. If you're listening at home, I'm taking recommendations live on Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> that means they're going to hear this Friday. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna st- we're still sitting here, folks. Not, still trying to get this done. It's not a great plan, Al. Yeah, at that. Just so we can do an NHL tournament for you as a bonus episode based on these teams. No one's took, to that. It took two days. Yeah. Uh, Who else is out there? Oh my God, Radic Foxa. If I if Radic Foxa. If I think of someone, I'm just taking them. That's fair. I'm oh not really God, in a position to stop you. Ranta makes $4 million. I can't do that. So there goes that pick. Hmm, Eric Fair's cheap. I don't doubt that. <laughs> I don't see why he wouldn't be. Yeah, this got tough. Yeah. This Should, should we just reach a gentleman's agreement <laughs> in the draft stuff? Uh, huzzah! I don't know. I only have one goalie, but... <laughs> nice. Um, what do we got here? Like, you know. only need to pick one more, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, ju- three, I'm just, just going to pick oh. someone cheap right now. James has to pick three. Coop has to pick two, I guess. I'm going to pick two. I'm just going to pick him, and then we'll just leave James for the night. Uh, just leave him defended for himself. Idea. I just need another, I need another defenseman and a goalie, but those were not two good positions to leave for me to have to take someone cheap. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, oh, I just thought of a rookie who might be cheap. Did I take a Blackhawk yet? No. I think so. Okay, I'm yeah, taking Henry Yoki Haru. Oh, okay. Welcome to the team. And I have just so just under two million to get a backup. Find a backup goalie. Very doable. Yeah, I just uh, it's a matter of which teams I have left here. That's true. Uh, I take a saber. Oh, I did middle stats. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Have I not picked a Nashville Predator? Yeah, I thought you did. Oh, didn't you take Ryan Ellis? Did. Yeah. Oh, I think I have pick? my backup. Yep, team's done. David Riddick. I won. There we go. 
The idiot sackics are complete. David Riddick, welcome to the team. Sackics. God, my goaltending sucks. Quick and Riddick, that's sketchy. Huh. So Riddick's gonna play seventy-five games a year. Yeah, yeah, that's what's gonna happen for yeah. sure. But you know, maybe the rest of the team is good enough. How much cap space you got, James? Thirteen and a half. Oh my I God! How's this a problem? Just pick three players, just anyone. I gotta pick the positional needs. You know, it's not easy. Yeah, no, it is easy. Just to, do you need a forward? I need. Uh, you already took a two. blue jacket. Need two forwards. You need two and forwards. Two forwards and Did you take a senator? Definitely not. Yeah. Did Who? You? Brady Kachuk. Oh, oh right. my God! See, you were trying to be economical, and now you don't. Now you can't take any good players. Let me think. Did you take a? Did you take a uh, penguin? Yeah. Phil Kessel. Well, um, look, I, I have a guy in mind. I'm I trying feel, to work my. I feel like now is a, a really opportune time to maybe uh, to talk about you know things you might do to kill other time and you know things you might do to pass some time. And one of those things to just shoot random bullshit and talk about hockey uh, would be you know maybe to hang out in the great outdoors. And what better place to do that? This week's sponsor is Airedale Fishing and Hunting. They're now still, they're still letting us talk. Oh that. yeah, no, we I smooth things over. Um, now, Reg, you've been to Airedale. I actually have been to Airedale, and uh, you like it. It it's is a, good time. a very very enjoyable experience. You know, sort of sort of like almost like a once in a lifetime kind of deal. You, you would know? say you that much? Yeah? I I would I would say if you're an outdoorsy type, it really is that kind of experience. You okay. know. Well, today's episode of Laced Up Hockey Podcast is sponsored by Airedale Fly-In Fishing and Hunting, located in the balmy metropolis. Of Wawa, Ontario, Airedale has provided a unique wilderness experience since 1945. They have 18 remote fly-in outpost camps that are all unique, and it helps keep the uh, the fly-in experience helps keep the lakes pristine and the fishing extraordinary. D- uh, did you do well fishing? Uh, I I will be honest. I've been out there two times. Uh, the first time I couldn't drop a line in the water without catching a fish. <laughs> I, so I thought you were going to blow the ad for the second, like James, no. like you would be James just be like, you know what? I've never caught a fish. I gotta be there. honest. The fishing is terrible. <laughs> Sp- I spent like three weeks out there. I never seen a fish even, but no, the, the, the best fishing I've ever done out really? there was, was at that camp. And then, uh, the second time I was there between storm systems, it wasn't quite as good, but it was still like some of the better fishing I've ever done. Yeah. So. Uh, fishing is great out there if that's what you're into. Did you catch any uh, brook trout? I did not. Nice. I definitely did not. How about northern pike? Uh, yeah, I uh, nice. I, caught, I caught a fair size northern pike last time. Probably a good uh, 24, 25 inches. Well, for those of you who don't know, the that's that's a that's not it was, bad. It was yeah, it was a, it was a big was, long guy. They like to fight too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those pike, they're not easy. They. Uh, <laughs> They they like to struggle. James is going on like five minutes for a fucking for a fantasy draft. <laughs> I kind of forgot right that was now. happening. Over there. Well, for fishing, the area is host to brook trout, lake trout, northern pike, perch, and walleye, or pickerel as it might be known up here. Mm. Airedale is open from May fifteenth to October thirty first, so just close today. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it is wise to begin looking into your trip for next year. Obviously, they're pretty busy. It's kind of hectic. Call Martin and Jen. Get a nice little hookup. They'll hook you up with. Uh, with some plans for next year, and you can make, uh, you know, have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a perfect opportunity for a weekend getaway with friends or family to experience wilderness like never before. Visit www.outpostcamps.com for more information. Begin tra- planning your trip to Airedale today. <sighs> All right, you're not icing a team. This is this is done. 
This is done. We're finishing your draft uh, through, have, through Twitter later. I have finished my team. Have you? Oh, I have. Okay. All right. I'm going to go get more wine my, while, you, uh, while you actually decide. My three remaining picks uh, in order uh, was uh, Robbie Fabry. You guys want more Blues. wine? I wouldn't. Taking a shot off Fabry. More wine. Yeah. Robbie Fabry. Okay. Uh, backup goaltender. Had to go local with this one. Carter Hutton. Oh, Hutz. Cool. Of the Future podcast. guest on the podcast. That'll be our icebreaker. And uh, using 9.5 of my remaining 9.7. P.K. Subban? Uh, Alex Ovechkin. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Alex Ovechkin That's with the last, the last pick in the draft. Yeah. That's a good way to grow the game. They're going to love Thank him. They're going to love him in New Mexico. Yeah, they're going to love him in Mexico for sure. Yeah. Not New Mexico. Oh, it's just straight Actual up Actual Mexico. Mexico. Wow. Yeah, he's yeah. Mexico City. My problem. My yeah. bad. Mexico City, Mexico. All right, well, uh, I, we hope you enjoyed that. You definitely didn't, but um, whatever. You know what? My team's going to be fun. James's probably won't be. Um, we might. Uh, we're definitely going to make these teams and probably play each other in NHL a few times and just see how things go. We'll design some jerseys. It'll be fun for us, maybe. I'm going to kill him. Um, so... We should probably talk about real NHL because, believe it or not, that wasn't actually a real draft. We know that what? it was. I know that was seamless from uh, from the uh, Vegas Golden Knights draft last year. You couldn't tell the difference. You could practically hear Bill Bill Foley behind me. Um, the uh, the Coyotes. I got to brag here a little bit about my boy Alexander Galchenyuk. Mm-hmm. Looking real good. The Coyotes are four and zero since his return. They've outscored teams twenty to four. Since he's been back, yeah, uh, got his first goal there last night. It was a beauty, um, on Condon. But I mean, it was still a beauty. Jimmy, Coyotes. Yeah, I'm not impressed yet. You're not ah, impressed yet. No. So, so what is it you four, don't? Four like, games. I don't know. Well, what do you? What, what what don't you like about the Coyotes? Nothing I don't like about them. I just I don't think there's any reason to get excited about four games. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Unless those four games came in April at the hands of a sweep. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Four games. Small sample size. Doesn't impress me. I do agree. But I think based on the start, they looked like garbage. Based on most of last year, they looked like garbage. And a lot of people thought that because they ended the year strong, they were probably going to start this year strong. And it kind of looked a little sketchy there at first. But they've looked pretty good lately. I watched a couple of the games. They're looking all right. Um... I don't know. I think the Coyotes are uh, they're a good team now. I uh, think Galchenyuk being back helps a lot. Well, yeah, and I, I think Galchenyuk was always part of that plan, and him coming back, I think, is just part of the plan. Like it's it's good. It, but I'm, this I'm is not the first look we've gotten into the Coyotes how they're intended to look. I guess so. And they are looking how they're intended to look. Exactly. So why are we excited that they're looking how they're supposed to look? I think it's great. I think the Coyotes are a fun team. My corn yeah. is supposed to be yellow when I buy it at the store. Hey, it's yellow. And you don't get excited that the corn is yellow. Well, where are you getting your corn? Your corn sounds like it sucks, man. Yellow corn? You should get excited about good corn. Nah. There's, there's, Your corn isn't necessarily yellow. There's such a thing as red corn. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. John Chosick, shout out on the podcast. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like. I, I just. I think this is good. good. Like, what, are, what are your thoughts? No, like, what do you? Like, no, what do you I, think I, about the Coyotes? I. I, uh, I personally, I'm happy to see them sort of start to turn it around because I liked the. Uh, the yeah, who the hell asked you? Yeah, I like the encouraging results at the end of last year. I. Uh, I understand where James is coming from. You know, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, necessarily be too excited about the team yet after four games, but it is 
good to see uh, good to see they're doing pretty well with uh, with Kilchenyuk back in the lineup. Um, yeah, I'm down. So it should be good, I think. James James isn't a fan. I just like uh, to me like when we did the season predictions, I didn't really predict the Coyotes would do well, but my thought was that Galchenyuk was going to have a good year. He's looking pretty good considering he missed the first. Like that's another thing I always I think people lose sometimes is like I think just the way hockey is like if you miss a stretch in the middle of the season, you come back. Like it's obviously difficult like it's not easy to come back from any injury but it always seems like these guys that get hurt to start the year it just it eats a chunk of their productivity in a year i find not just based on the fact they're playing less games but i mean like they never really seem to get back to full stride which is weird because you think those first few weeks are is everyone trying to get into full stride but like you look at a guy like dry was hurt to start the year last year didn't have the year uh that everyone thought he would have um you know, like, like guys get hurt at the beginning of the year and they just tend to look out of place as the year goes on. And Galchenyuk, definitely not the case so far. Like, he looks like he's fitting quite well in Arizona. Yeah, and I think that, I don't know, like, I've, I've been on a bit of the, I've been on the thought that, you know, Arizona was going to be good for the last couple seasons and it never really came together. So, I guess maybe the, the fact that they're doing good is just not surprising to me. Maybe that's, the better way to look at this, it just it just doesn't impress me because it's like yeah you're 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 two years too late in my books but I, I don't I don't know what do you mean by two years too late I, I thought this team would have kind of been at this stage this two point, years ago yeah, already yeah yeah I don't necessarily agree but I see what you're saying yeah maybe my expectations were higher I don't I don't know I don't know I I just like I don't I don't remember them having I mean well they had uh, they've had uh, They've had OEL for years, yeah. but like that was the year they brought in Step Stepan and and um, Ranta. Yeah, um, yeah I guess buddy, to buddy a degree. Chicago there, Jalmerson. To a degree. I just thought they'd be better than they didn't have top end yeah. talent then, though, and they sort. Well, I mean, other than yeah. Ekman Larson, like definitely yeah. don't. You know, right? He's he's very good. Yeah, but they didn't have any real top end players, and I no, think now they do the, with Keller. The verdict was still out there though, with like Domi and Duclair. Like, I guess that's true, know. but but now we know, like in hindsight, sure. th- that was probably wrong. I mean, those are two still very young players that may end up being exactly what we thought they were. But mm-hmm. like, Domi doesn't look like anything spectacular yet in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, Duclair is on a like a last chance sort of contract right now with Columbus, and he's he's. Playing well. He's been getting more and more minutes. He's playing well. So, you know, like maybe he ends up being there long term because there is a chance they lose some players. I don't know if you heard about uh, some of the stuff going on in Columbus these days. Um, so maybe he ends up being there long term and some ends up being some sort of a stopgap for them. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I like where Arizona's at. Yeah, I think fine. it's good. Like, they're, they're, like the teams that they're above is impressive, but they're, they're still... A ways out. So. Uh, I pretty much wanted just something to brag about because, uh, <laughs> because as we're going to discuss later in the show, there's uh, some not so fantastic stuff going on with my favorite team right now. Ah. Um, but while we're on the topic of the Coyotes, I do want to discuss. Um, Mike Condon was put on waivers by the Ottawa Senators um, after being pulled after letting in a Derek Stepon shot from 140 feet out. If you didn't see it, Stepon kind of dumped the puck 
on goal in the middle of a line change from his own blue line on the middle of a penalty kill as well. Uh, super routine play and the puck hopped a few times on Condon winning the net. And uh, now he's going to the American Hockey League to maybe get some confidence back because things have not been going too good for Mikey Condon uh, recently. Um, I guess my first question is what was your thought on the goal? Because we've seen things like it before. But I mean... Yeah. What, are your, what are your thoughts when that happens? Because it that's happens. such a... It happens. It happens. Yeah. It, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. It but shouldn't. it happens. And it happens to good goalies, and it happens to bad goalies, and it I happened mean that, to happen to Mike Cop the other night. He's just... He, I don't get how you're so, like, kind of not playing the angle to a point where, like, you've got that much... You've got that part of your body open where you've got that hole underneath your arm. Like... Here's what I don't understand. Watching the Boston Red Sox play and not having a third baseman that knows how to field. I'm not complaining. We just won the World Series. But how does that ball get past Devers? He doesn't know how to get in front of a ball. He's been fielding for baseball for, you know, 14 years. How does Condon not know? Just get your body in front of the freaking puck. I get it's coming at you quick, but, like, you're used to moving quick. You're a fucking professional athlete. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it's, get how that gets past it. I just it, don't get how that happens. It should never happen, no. and the problem is that it keeps happening, and it's. Know, it it's does, but not not play. not with regularity, like like probably once a season. No, yeah. come on. Yeah, I don't remember this since Toscala. Well, no, there was Burning. one a couple yeah. years ago. Two, as a leaf. I was at the game when the one was from the red line, but that wasn't. That's the red line. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the red line's still. And that was red line's still really bad. That was in the air though. That was different. That was Jason Chimera dumping it from the red line. He's trying to catch it in, in the fucking, like, the 300 section of the lead. Like, it's a little different, I think, but it's in the air. Because you got to kind of approach it a different way. If it's a lob shot. But when it's on the ground and it's, like, literally just coming right at you, you just get your body in front of it. That's all you do. Yeah. It's harder to get your body onto something when you when it's coming out of the sky. You're not wrong, but I... Well... All right. It happens, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm, like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, Mike Condon should just retire from hockey and maybe move to move to like a, a an island where they don't have internet and maybe just stay off the grid forever. I'm not saying something like that. He's going to go down to the American Hockey League. I'm hoping he regains his confidence because he's had some decent runs in the National Hockey League, but woof. <laughs> like that was that was no good. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you're Ottawa, you don't really have the luxury of sending down NHL caliber players at this point. But I don't know. I'm not the GM, so well, they can. I don't know. I don't know who they call up in place of them. Who who's the third goalie now? Is it? Do you that, still have that O'Connor? Yeah, I think so. Or that Dreger? Those two guys? Couldn't tell you. Hamburglar's still around. Ooh, nope. Call out, throw him back. I got or cap what? friendly still open yeah. with my eighty-eight sackics. I think he went to. I think he went to Minnesota and then got sent down and had hip surgery or yeah. something. I don't know. Ottawa, Ottawa has to put someone in the backup position, so I don't, I don't know. I I don't get how that's like kind of what sends him down. I know that's an awful, awful goal, but he's barely played this. Was well, it the goal, a, though, or was it just the performance that night? But I think it also has to do with him not playing well last year, either. Like, they signed him to this contract, and he hasn't been fantastic since then. The thought is, you send him down, you get him into some games, because he's not going to regain confidence after... He's going to get pulled last night. Yeah. And then he's going to sit on the bench for a month... And then he's going to get back in. And at what point in that month did he talk himself up to being a good goaltender again? So you send him down. He plays six, eight, ten games. 
He plays well in all of them. You call him back up. Because you know you can put Mike Condon on waivers and no one's claiming him. The guy's got a 2.5 cap hit until next, like, 2020 summer. So, like, no no one's claiming the guy. He's got, yeah. he's on the books till the next lockout. So, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, whatever. I, I, I do feel bad for the guy, and I hope everything goes well for him uh, in the minors and, and that, it, you know, he'll be back up. Um... I want to talk a little bit about the the Preds uh, mocking the Golden Knights uh, intro. Did you guys see that? I did. I did see that. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. What did you think? Um, <laughs> not I much. Don't know. Eh? You sound like you're you're not picking the team. Still, you're good. You can relax <laughs> now. The pressure's <laughs> off of you, yeah. buddy. You're good. Everything's good now. Um, I don't know. Like, I think. Between between like me and you guys, I I think Nashville might be. <laughs> you know the mic's on, eh? Yeah. <laughs> between you guys and nobody else that can hear us at this point, yeah, like we do have people to listen to this um, podcast. Believe it or not, I think Nashville's trying a little too hard. I don't know. I mean, do you? I thought I it was. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, between yeah. that like, it's, and it's the banner thing, maybe, but. Well, the banner thing—they were trying too hard. No, that's 100%, for sure. But there's, like, there's no missing the. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that one. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, because the banner thing came first. Like, because of that. Like, it sort of seems maybe like they're trying too hard. But like, the knights are doing that stupid shit in the first place. Like, like yeah, why not make fun? I think of them I think Nashville might be a little jealous. You know, they they had that great run to the finals, and then along comes the new team, and everybody forgot about their old gal the nashville predators and it's all about the new and the hot and the fresh and nashville's like hey, so you think, you Nash- you think nashville's here? jealous eh? yeah but nashville's like the douchey ex-boyfriend that comes over in like the middle of the party when you're talking to her and it's just like hey babe so maybe we should get out of this place eh you know maybe we should just head home get some dairy queen shut up chad i'm talking to get vegas some, get some dairy queen vincent vegas go we'll go vega. to dairy vega. queen maybe yeah, get some Dairy Queen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. It. I yeah. thought it was great. Yeah, I I too enjoyed it. I laughed at it. Yeah, I laughed at it. Yeah. It's good stuff. And I guess and I guess they're doing the job. Well, they are right. They're trying to entertain you. Yeah. I was entertained. I yeah. thought it was cool. It was just funny how like they literally did it like the Vegas intro though. I thought like they didn't just bring the guy out and kill him. Like no, they gave him a mic and he's like looks like he's doing his whole routine and everything like that. Now, little known fact, uh, the guy in the Vegas Golden Knights costume was actually uh, Dennis K. Morgan. So, <laughs> that's what he's doing now. He's, he's the mock Golden Knights uh, uh, mascot at Predators games. That's awful. Yeah. Shout out to Dennis K. Morgan on the podcast. Salty, salty anthem singer. Ugh. What do you think he's doing now? Nothing. You know what he was doing before. So you remember that, like that that bit we were doing two minutes ago about the boyfriend going to, uh, yeah. to Dairy Queen with yeah. girlfriend. So they go through the Dairy Queen drive through, and it's like it says Dennis K on the uh, on the uh, oh, name tag. He's working at Dairy Queen. What Dennis K, like a lounge singer. Or yeah. Something. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Dennis. New York. Yeah, you know it. It's a Boston song now. Um, dun, 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 dun. All right, let's uh, let's just talk about it. I don't want to. <laughs> um, the uh, the Leafs have a big old problem. Uh, Austin Matthews will be out for 
likely four weeks, probably longer. Um, but I don't see it being shorter because it didn't look good. Look messy. Um, I, I was I was shocked when they said there was no surgery required. So that's the good thing because I've seen I've seen shoulders come out of sockets before, and those arms get sewed up real fast. And uh, I separated a shoulder once. Did you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Didn't need surgery. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Two of my best friends have had shoulder surgeries. One time, uh, Ruback was playing with his little niece, and they were playing Lego, and his arm just fell out of its socket. (laughs) (laughs) So he got a surgery after that time. It came out of it. It used to just come, like, pop out all the time, and after that time, he's like, yeah, I'm going to maybe look into having a surgery done or something. That's fucked. <laughs> shout, shout out to Eric Ruback on the podcast. Um, I can never imagine just being somewhere doing my daily routine and my arm just could you imagine? falls off. Could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, man, and there, there were so many stories. Like, it, it, would, it didn't happen, like, a ton. But when it did, it was just like, yeah, so I was... Uh, I can't do a Ruback impression on the podcast. But, yeah, I don't know. It just... Uh, it's happened yeah. to friends of mine, and they've okay. had to have surgeries done, and... Uh, yeah, so I, I'm happy for Matthews not needing surgery, but uh, I have watched a game without him this year. Yeah. And I was not, I'm not like one of the Leaf fans to like press the panic button after a game, and I'm not pushing the panic button. Shout out to our segment, the panic button. Um, but it doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Because without Willie, without Austin, and the depth isn't really doing a lot, uh, I don't know. I'm sure they're going to find a way, like, in a week, there's going to be, like, Josh Levo's going to have, like, six goals in three games or something ridiculous, and, like, or whoever it may be. Like, they're going to find depth scoring somewhere, but right now it doesn't look ideal. Uh, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. The Leafs lose that game against Kyrie with or without Austin Matthews, with or without Willie Nylander. Sorry. Why? That, well, that, that game did not hinge on Austin Matthews being in the lineup. It hinged on the fact that the Calgary Flames know that the Toronto Maple Leafs like to carry the puck into the offensive zone. And if you don't let them do that, their only other option is to dump the puck in, which Mike Smith is the best goaltender in the league at playing the puck. So he just gets the puck and throws it back to his defenseman. The Leafs are just too much of a one-dimensional, like, offensive group. Like, it wasn't like Austin Matthews was going to, like, find a third way to enter the Calgary zone. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna alley-oop the puck up and over the Calgary defenseman and grab it behind them and then walk in and score five goals and win the game. Like, it wasn't going to matter. They had a shitty night through and through. Like, you, you have to hope that you're, you're keeping a few of those pucks out of your own net as opposed to trying to score a few more in that situation. Like, uh, it wasn't going to happen. Wasn't gonna happen. I don't, I don't know. There is a third way to enter the zone, James. You pass the puck to your teammate and fucking skate no, into we, the zone. Well, no, because they were trying to do that all night long, and, and the Calgary defenseman yeah, literally just sat on the Yeah, and they're doing it with Josh Levo and fucking like they're doing it with Marner and Naz Kadri and Patty Marlowe and John Tavares. Yeah, Tavares is doing it with like Kapanen and Hyman. I'm just saying, like, if you have two of your best players in the lineup, that Austin Matthews would be doing it with. Matthews would be doing it with Nylander if Nylander's in the well, line. Well, okay, Nylander's, uh, you can't... That's I, I'm just saying, uh. I'm ju- okay, here, here's what I'm trying to bring it back to, is we're trying to make this, or we, 
people are trying to make this argument that the Leafs should trade William Nylander, and I think the last two weeks, they've had some good games, but there are moments where you can now see that this team wasn't going to score five goals a night, and four of them are going to be Austin Matthews, and the other one's going to be John Tavares every single night. Like, the idiot fans can now come back down to earth and kind of see that this team is not perfect, is not amazing. And with guys like that, the guys you're trying to build your offense around, they do way better in that game, I think. Because I think they're way better than the Calgary Flames. The Calgary Flames is a good game. I think that's well, they did. what it down to. They did. No, they were prepared. And there's a lot of nights where teams come in prepared for the Leafs yeah. and they just shut them down. And it's going to happen. Yeah. But... I'm just saying, I think if you have that extra firepower and these guys that are able to do things that almost no one else in your lineup can, with the exception of Mitch Marner and sort of John Tavares, depending on what skills you're talking about, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's I, a very I, winnable game, I, I thought. I look at last year, and like the William Linder thing is, i, I got to put that aside. Like the, There's no reason to debate it because it's, it's a situation that is so unique and uh, you know out of our hands it, it, it's it's well i'm not faulting them for not having him signed right that's for sure like I, I i understand why not but what i what i would fault and i know dubis wouldn't do this but this is the argument people are trying to make that the Leafs should just go out and trade william nylander because sure. more and more outlets are just feeding into this and people like i thought would never make that like darren dreger wrote a column this week that the Leafs should maybe trade nazem kadri now no they don't need to make any moves like that right now if they have the offense that they're trying to build around in the lineup, in theory it should work. And you've never actually tried this lineup, so why blow it up before it's ever even existed? Just try it. If they lose in the first round with Nylander, Matthews, Kadri, and and the other Tavares. one, Tavares. Jesus, that's a good team, man. Eh? <laughs> um, then, whatever. Then if you want to push the panic button, that's up to you. But I think that's just an insane thing to do when you've tried to build a team a certain way and then... You never actually built it that way yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I just look at where they're at this year compared to last year when they lost Matthews. And they have John Tavares this year. It Like last year, they wouldn't have John Tavares when right. Matthews went down. Their top center was Todd Bozak. John Tavares is on the Leafs. Like, I'm not worried about Austin Matthews. The only problem, that bo- the thing that bothers me about Austin Matthews missing four weeks is that I'm not going to get to see him when I go to watch the Leafs, and it just kind of bum- bums me out a little bit. But I'm, I'm not worried by any stretch. I think, I think the depth is not great, and if you lose one guy, there isn't necessarily the star power that you would like. But it's better than in last this sort of. Not if you're missing two of these guys. Not if you're missing Nylander and Matthews, because now you got Tavares, Marner, and Kadri. Which, like, yeah, granted, good. Not complaining. <laughs> Just saying, like, your third-line center is Par Lindholm. And I don't... I like Par Lindholm. He's a good player. Mm. Should be center in the fourth line. Yeah. So, like, someone gets hurt, and yeah, Lindholm moves up, and that's great. But maybe when Matthews gets hurt and Nylander's healthy, Nylander can play with Lindholm. Or someone good can play with Lindholm. And it's not Lindholm trying to carry a line that he can't carry because he's not good enough yet. I'm just saying, like, Connor Brown has not been exactly what we would hope Connor Brown would be this season so far. It's early. Um, they could use help here, and I, I just I don't think 
that comes from putting a piece on the back end by trading your fucking 23-year-old Swedish winger. Sure. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is I'm a little nervous about this. Not nervous at all. I don't like this. No, don't panic. I don't like this. Easy up. Yeah. You're fine. Have another glass of wine. You'll feel great. He's going to get hurt again. I don't know. I don't like this. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Your thoughts, Reg? I mean, I gotta be honest. You you guys are the Leafs guys. I uh, I don't really have too much to add to this one. I uh, as far as trading Nylander goes, I think that would be a huge mistake at this point in time, uh, unless they really just cannot come to some sort of agreement over the next. You know, I'd honestly just say this whole year because he's he's that that special of a player. But if if Matthews can stay healthy the rest of the year, well, they have a month. To the day, pretty much. Is that how it works? To I, make I, I a December first, he can't play. Oh, oh yeah, he's out. So or whatever, yeah. once you get to December first, I think the situation changes a little bit, um, because the problem for William Nylander at that point is he loses all leverage he had at any point. If he's going to sit out a year, how is he worth the money he thinks he's worth now? When he, when we actually have nothing to base that on anymore, yeah. he's sat out for a year. There's plenty of guys who have sat out a year and then come back, and they're not the same player. It happens all the time. Well, not anymore, but it used to happen all the time. Yeah, but right. So like, it's kind of a both sides thing, though. Like, it's a huge risk for him, obviously, but like, it's a huge risk for the Leafs to not get anything and then just not have well, that player anymore. They're they're at, they're asset de- they're asset devalues. If yeah, they try sure. to trade him, then it becomes obvious that they have no leg to stand on. So there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help either side for, for it to go much longer. Willie going to run out of money soon. That's the problem. If he misses the year, and we come back next fall and do this over again, and he misses another year, the guy hasn't worked in two years. Yeah. The money's going to run out. He's not like Seth Rogen and knocked up and he's living off like a $14,000 car settlement Where's from eight years from? before. I'm assuming he put one of his million dollar paychecks in the bank. He hasn't made a million dollars yet. Yeah, he made nine point two or nine twenty five. Sure, for take three the taxes years. off, take the living expenses off, take well, the taxes off. I'm sure he also got bonuses at some point, like he probably made more than that. It's not, it's not going to happen. Well, I'm going to look it up, sir. Keep he's gonna, he's gonna cave. Like he, he, the guy can't like not work and do nothing for like a year, two two years almost. Who's his agent? Um, Louis Gross. This, yeah, that's a good thing for him at least. Honestly, like I I I still cannot believe that a team has not come along and offered an offer sheet. I I know that there's not like a, a deep list of teams that can, and it's not the, yeah. to say that he would accept said offer sheet if it happened. He's but earned... you can't tell me that on November thirtieth. At like 11 p.m., a team isn't going to go, well, may as well give it a go. What's good? What's the worst that happens? But like, to, to make an acceptable offer that he'd even want to consider leaving the Leafs for, that's a lot of picks to give up. That's a lot of cap room that only so many teams can afford. You know who has the picks and the cap room? <laughs> he's, uh, he's made over $5 million in his career for what it's worth. Where? Okay. Uh, two point six eight two five in base salary, and uh, two point five five in performance bonuses. Hitting but all, you tax that, all the bonuses. right? So like, I don't know. He should have a couple million dollars in the bank. You would think, maybe, unless he bought 
Phil Kessel's condo. Yeah. Which is possible. Know. No, he still has that, so. He'll have to, he'll have to sell Phil his condo. Phil Kessel likes hot yeah, dogs! Yeah, he'll have to sell his condo and move into a two-bedroom duplex to keep the funds running, I guess, but. Well, he's living in Sweden with mommy and daddy, so everything's fine. Is he? I would, th- I would think, well, he's in Sweden, but. Yeah. Well, actually, not always. He seems to go skiing in Switzerland and stuff. Mm. With Kyle Dubas. Still not worried. And probably, like, Michael Jordan or something. Still not worried. Who do you think was on that trip? Do you think anyone was over there with them? No. Having fun? No. no. You don't think Dubas was just like, hey, I've also brought Daryl Sittler with me or something. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> Daryl Sittler does not doesn't have a clue who no, Dubas No, here's what happened, James. So they went to Sweden, right? No, they went to Switzerland. And so, so, yeah, so, okay, so Switzerland. And then they, like, walk across the border to Sweden to Matt's, uh, Matt's uh, Sundin's house. They walk then, across the border. Yeah, they walk across Switzerland <laughs> to Sweden. Well, whatever. That's yeah, how Europe is. You could just you walk ten minutes. You're in another country and whatever. So they walked an hour there in Sweden. Okay. And so they went and they hung out with Matt Sundin at Matt's house, and they were like skating around on the backyard rink back there. And then uh, and then Matt's mom like poked her head out the window. It's like Matt, time ready. for your chunky soup. And then they went in and they ate chunky soup. And then. They're closer to a contract now. Camel Soup, proud sponsor of the proud podcast. Proud sponsor of the podcast. And and a commercial from the year 2000 starring Matt Sunday. Co-agent of William Nylander. Yep. Um, Not worried. Okay. Well, what do you think happens, Rich? Outside uh, outside interests here, so... I, I, I think what happens is they eventually come to an agreement. He signs with the Leafs. I know that's the boring thing to say, but I... I can't see it really going any other way. To Me be too. Honest. No, we should trade. We should trade him for Adam Larson. Um, so the NHL also suspended uh, Mark Borvietsky for his hit on Cody Eakin. Three games he got. Uh, agree or disagree, James? I, I I think it's a black and white play at this point. No I couldn't way. believe he didn't get anything for the back and nine and thing. I thought he would have got a game for he that. Got a game. But did he? Yeah, I don't remember that. You got a game. I blacked out there somewhere. Okay. Yeah. No, and he was very upfront about it. He like he was, you. I I think I missed that. I think watching the play and then, and then hearing his interview, I I can see how I don't th- I don't think he was trying to hit the guy in the face. I think he was trying to, you know, block him from coming in. I think it was a a, a badly aimed type of type of play. Never leave with the elbow, obviously, but I, I think yeah, he was genuinely... That, that's what I was going to say. Like, it, It's one thing if he wasn't trying to do it, but to me, the video looked like he was trying to, but video looks certain ways, right? So, like, yeah, of course, I, he I led think, with the yeah. elbow for sure, but, you know, the maybe there was no chest, intent. Like, no I one's mean, talking about this, right? No, so, no one can ever, like, yeah. ar- like, you can't argue intent. Like, it goes back to the argument a month ago that you and I were making that night about the Brad Marchand thing on Lars Eller, where I thought that was intentional. You didn't. There's no way to really necessarily prove either way, so you got to go which way to look. And it, I guess the NHL ruled it looked more like he was just breaking his fall. So you know, it's just, I guess it's the same thing with the Borbietsky. Like, yeah, he might have actually just meant to clock him in the face with his elbow. Maybe he didn't, though. I don't know. Yeah. I like Borbietsky. I think he's. Just, I do. Too. I don't think he's. He's fine. Particularly it's, dirty. No. But two I, misfortunate plays that happen to be back to back. Yeah, the the Eakin thing was ugly for sure. Yeah. I, I kind of thought he was going to get closer to five. Um, but again, like I don't really think he has much of a history. No, really, and I, and I, and I think, if any, I I don't think you can make the case that oh there was some sort of hidden animosity where he hated Cody Aiken when they played together. Like 
like he, this guy wasn't going out to try to hurt this guy. Say it was when they just, played together. Yeah, Ikem was in the sense, wasn't he? Was he? I thought so. I, I thought he was just I, a yeah, as stars. Far as I remember he's just. I thought he was a Capitals draft pick and he got dealt to the. Uh, right. I'm slipping. Yeah, regardless, I don't know. I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, I get your point though. Like yeah. it, like yeah, you didn't. You, it didn't look like it was built off anything previous. Anyway. No. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it definitely was an unfortunate play, and it it definitely didn't. Yeah. It looked ugly to me, but. Yeah, it, I mean, it warranted suspension. I think three games is probably fair, considering again, like it doesn't necessarily look for sure like he's trying to take the guy out. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of a hockey play gone wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the thoughts on the Borvietsky thing. Mm-hmm. Reg, um, we, I didn't put this on the plan, but before we kind of, before we get into some other things here, um, thoughts on the avalanche well. so far this year. We should, <laughs> we never did, uh, so our guest on the podcast this week is Reggie DiFio. <laughs> I said my name at the beginning as moderator. Didn't yeah, no, anything, uh, Reg, but, uh, Reg, good friend of ours. Um, nothing to promote, though, so no, that's why we didn't really no. talk uh, too much about that. Yeah, I like the abs. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's what I got. Uh, going Reggie, what's uh, what are your thoughts on the Avalanche so far this year? Land. Well, uh, I'm in uh, very impressed with uh, Ranton so far. Obviously, it's God, hard not he to be. Looks with fantastic, leading the league in points. Oh but my oh my God. God, even compared to last year, man, it looks like. The amount of power and balance he's added yeah. to his game. Yeah. Oh my god. He 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 he, he is a legitimate star player before in the league. last year, to me it looked like he was not tagging along with McKinnon, but in a way like McKinnon was definitely like elevating his play. Yeah. It looks like they're playing off of each other right no, now. Yeah, like he's it, he's on the same does. level as McKinnon. Yeah. Uh at the time of the podcast, seven three and two. The Colorado Avalanche, they are two points back of the central lead uh, from the Nashville Predators. They're also very close to dropping too close to the basement of the central because it's a ridiculous division. Yeah, that's the thing. The Jets are uh, first in the wildcard standings. They have 15 points. They're one point back of the, <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche for second place in the division. Yeah, that division's kind of nuts. Uh, what are your thoughts on the division, I guess, too? Like, isn't that's kind of insane. A little bit. Like, it's a good division, but it's just, it's kind of... A little bit surprised how it's shaken out with uh, Chicago so far. Chicago doing a little bit better than I anticipated. You know, would you say biggest surprise through the first month is is Chicago of the league? Yeah, nah, uh, they're up there. I don't know for yeah, yeah. They might be actually. They have played really well. They they played considerably uh, considerably better than I thought they would. I thought they would be like down with some of the bottom teams of the league yeah. this year. To be honest, do you think in that division, like with with the way that Everyone is like. Do you think the Blues have already shot themselves in the foot? I think they're real damn close. Because I think they're real. Da- if they don't turn, they're things seven around points quick, back of second place in the division. And anymore. honestly, I almost say if they don't just fire Mike Yo, and I'm not against Mike Yo, I kind of like him. But yeah, he, I think that's your next logical choice. Though I think that's what you got to do at this point. You added pieces that should have made the team better, and you guys started the season off just the, terribly. The thing with the Blues is they're not an overly fast team. No. Um, and they added players that are not overly fast. Like, they don't really have a ton of speed anywhere in their lineup other than, like, Robert Thomas is incredibly fast. Uh, Robbie Fabry, when he's healthy, yeah. is incredibly yeah. fast. Um, Bomeister used to be the finest skating defenseman in the league, <laughs> yeah, that but that's kind of uh, yeah. time has caught up with him finally. I think As does it all. I think he's been scratched quite a bit this year, actually. <laughs> yeah, he has. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
which is kind of weird to think of Jay Bomeister as a healthy scratch. I yeah. didn't really think we'd see that day. He kind of always struck me as the type of guy that would like have like a almost like a lesser Chara career. Like I just figured Jay Bomeister just play till he's like 40, 41. It seemed and like he had one of those kind it. of play he'd re- styles. And he'd retire and under his own. Like, you know what I mean? There'd still be teams offering him tons of money at, like, 41 and be like, ah, I'm going to Yeah, he had the right, right physique for it, too. Yeah. yeah. If anyone was going to do it, it seemed like he would have been the guy. But, yeah, I don't know. Don't know what's going on there. You got anything for him? <laughs> no. Fuck. Oh. Speaking, of, speaking of carrying people up and down the ice here, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, I think we're done okay. uh, with that cool. for the night. Um, top 10? Nice. Oh. Top 10? Top 30, in a way. Yeah, top, I, I, oh I, I also prepared a yeah. top 10, just so everybody so, knows. So that's the good thing about uh, kind of not having uh, a ton to talk about in terms of the hockey. We did our draft. We did the hockey talk. Is the top 10 tonight is is a little, little more discussion-friendly. Um, I should maybe empty the wine glass. James, what's the top ten? Uh, the top ten this week is um, inspired by the uh, former drummer of uh, Our Lady Peace. Uh, Jimmy Taggart uh, put out uh, on Twitter asking about the uh, greatest comedy films ever made. So this week's top ten is our take on the greatest comedy films ever made. Um we're all big fans of not only movies, but, you know, especially the, the comedy genre, specifically. Well, and it's worth noting, too, like, on this Taggart tweet, so, like, a bunch of people answered it. And I looked at the replies. And there were there were a few movies that came up multiple times, but I swear I saw, like, 57 different answers. Like, there was no consensus, and I'd never really thought about it. What is the best comedy movie of all time? So, I want to make a couple points before we get into this list. The first thing. We kind of judge this on a combination of both, like, influence and overall hilarity and quality of the film. So, it's got to have a combination of those things. It needs to have influenced other movies, influenced people, not just, you know, influenced other movies. Because, like, who's to say that something made in 2014 isn't one of the top ten comedies of all time or something like that? Like, it probably hasn't influenced a movie yet, but it may have influenced people to start, you know, approaching comedy in a certain way and things like that. Um, we also want movies that are funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that, that goes without saying. Ideally. Um, and another thing, too. Now, I don't know if this appears on either of your lists. And I hope it doesn't. But for the sake of my list, I want to make a point before I, I put something out there. Is I, I chose not to recognize The Truman Show as a comedic film. Because I think it is more... I think it's a little more broad than just okay. a comedy film. So yeah, like when you when you look at it, it's it's classified as like a drama comedy. None of the other movies on my list are a drama right. comedy. They're they're a comedy. Well, I will tell you straight up, I do not have the Truman Show on my list. Okay, so I don't think it's on your list. I know, sir. So. Okay, so, yeah, I don't I don't think of it as a comedy. Okay, if okay. it were a comedy, it's incredibly high on my list because I think it is one of the best movies ever. Oh, made. it's a great movie. But um, but yeah, so I just figured I would make that point. If you okay. if you're ta- if you're keeping score at home. Um, Which they are. Yeah. So we'll go around the table, and we'll start with James, provided he's prepared his list. Because if he hasn't, we're cutting him off already. Uh, we're sending him home for the night. No, no. So. Uh, it's not a draft. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, so we'll start with James. We'll go to Reggie, and then I'm on the other side of the table here for those of you who can't be, see. Should be good to go. Yeah. Um, it's number 10. 
Uh, this is a uh, movie that came out, uh, I guess you'd call it recently, in the grand scheme of things. Top 10. I actually went and saw it three times in theaters, just oh, because wow. different Jesus. people didn't see it at the same time as I did. Maybe so. this was something we saw together. Yeah. Um, TFTI. The Hangover. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I... I yeah. considered it. I, I wasn't act like I wasn't gonna put it on my list, but like it crossed my mind for sure. Yeah, I, it just for me, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like I never really heard a lot of buzz about it. Then it happened. Now, and it was like, oh my god, this is hilarious. Yeah. It doesn't age well. I'll say that. Like I look at it no? now, the like when I I remember when I watched it the first time, it might have been the like the funniest. First time film I'd ever seen. I, I don't know if I've ever laughed at a movie harder than that one the first time I, I saw know. it either. I, I will agree with you. And I think because you kind of know what's coming, that's taken a lot of the. It almost got too big for it. its own good. Kind because of, yeah. I think it gets referenced so much. It's, like at the time, that was everything, man. Like there were other the comedy movies, but that was it. That kind of caught me. Like, yeah. Because you think you're going one way and all of a sudden something happens yeah. that takes them and, and then so you watch it more and more and it's like okay I know what's going to happen it's not as funny it's still kind of funny but not well, like it well, was the first okay time. yeah I will say that now I should say it's an, I guess it doesn't I guess you're right it doesn't age well because I've seen it I've seen it I don't know like 20 times and it's it's it still makes me laugh for sure like it's still funny, oh, it's still mm-hmm. funny but it, it doesn't make me laugh the way it used to right which i i can't say the same for most of the movies on my list because i've seen most of the movies on my list also a lot of times and to me like i just still laugh at most of the scenes in them so yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Fun story about when I one of the times I went to see The Hangover because I also think I saw it maybe three <laughs> times in theaters. Like I went a ton of times, so <laughs> we're we're watching the movie and like a couple rows in front of me, there's like six guys and they're like they're kind of getting louder as the movie's going on. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you just hear glass hit glass, and apparently these guys somehow was I there with you? Yeah, these guys brought a case of beer glass bottles no. into the theater it was still sitting there when we left we saw it i swear to god so like what they had to have done was snuck it in the side door like there's right. no other when way it goes in open there's the door. no other way unless yeah. they like walked in like a horse or something and that was the middle of the horse one of the guys was the back end of the horse one of the guys front end of the horse that's the only other way to get it in like trojan horse yeah but that's okay. still crazy why didn't you just bring backpacks yeah, and bring like cans of beer in there? And then even if you think about it, there's one case of beer. There's six guys. That's four beers. You could have each brought three tall cans in your jacket, and it would have been the equivalent, and it would have been much easier to bring in. So shout out to those guys because that is both the dumbest and the coolest thing yeah, I've ever that, seen at the movies. A case of glass beer. That yep. is pretty very, cool. Yeah. Reg, top ten, number ten. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, your turn. So, for my number 10, you know, this is a kind of subjective list. I don't know if it deserves to be in the top 10, but I think it had its place, and I'm a big fan of this movie. Uh, I have Clerks as nice. my top 10 movie. You know what? A big, big point, yeah. or a big, big movie in indie cinema. Uh, so, I'm not going to lie, too. Not that I based my list off of any of these other lists, but I looked at, like, a bunch of, like, rankings okay. of, like, the 100 best movies and things like that. Clerks makes the list every time and pretty high. Like, it's it's 30-35 in a lot of these lists. 
it is it's Kevin Smith's best work. Big Kevin Smith. And Kevin guy, Smith is so. one of the gods of like modern comedy. So yeah, it's not a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's where I stand on my number ten pick. Nice. Sure. Had to make the list somewhere. James, Clerk's thoughts? Never seen it. Ah. <laughs> missing out, buddy. You're missing out. Jesus. It's pretty good. I think you'd like it as someone who worked retail for like okay. 10 years. Okay. You know what I mean? I sure. think you'd enjoy it. You should give it a watch. Yeah. Uh, for those of you at home who haven't seen it, you should give it a watch. Uh, my number 10. Uh, so I I was telling Reggie the other night. I had a really tough time deciding this number 10 because the first nine were like easy, easy choices. And then I had about 20 movies tied for this other spot. And I couldn't, couldn't decide. And literally as of like two hours ago, I put this as number 10. But I stand by it. And that is Monty Python and the Holy Grail nice. from 1975. Right on. uh, one of, definitely one of the most influential movies of all time. Yep. Uh, it has one of James's and my most quoted lines to each other. Anytime one of us gets hurt, tis just a flesh wound. Tis, tis <laughs> so they cut his arm off and it cut his other arm off. It's like, but you have no arms. <laughs> This is just a flesh wound. I've had worse. Like, and he just keeps going. There's the scene where the knight is like running up from like the hills at them, and they literally cut to the same shot, and he's in the same spot running up like eight times. And the music's like playing, and it does the drum roll, and he's running up, and he's in the same spot. They draw that scene out for well over a minute, and it's phenomenal. Hmm. To me, I think it's one of the most just like deadpan, oh, yeah. uh, influential comedies I, of all I time. I love deadpan comedy. Now I will say yeah. this. This is not your top ten favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make me laugh quite as much as it used to. It didn't age yeah. quite as well for me. But I think it might be the most influential movie ever made in terms of the comedy genre. It's yeah. Well, Monty Python's work as a whole, I yeah. should yeah. say, too. Yeah. Right? Because shout out to Life of Brian, for sure. And uh, See, Pi- uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on another one, too. Now for something a little different. What's that? Now for something a little different. No, that's not now, the one. Now, they, now they for something like, completely different is a collection of their best sketches from yeah. the Flying Circus. It's something in like the late '80s. I'm trying yeah, to think no, of what they, the they hell did. they made, and it was a weird one because I'll I'll it Google really it while one of you is talking. But yeah, so that's my number ten. You like Monty Python? Yeah, you're more of a Life of Brian guy as well, eh? No, I'm I'm a Grail guy. Are you? If if this was a list of our top ten favorite comedy films, it would have been on there for me. But I, yeah, I kind of left it off because yeah. I didn't think it stacked up to the yeah whatever. Ones, we'll, do, but... we'll do top ten favorites in, in another time because sure, uh, sure. it's a different list for me. Yeah. But uh, number nine uh, for myself is Old School. Oh, nice! Wow! Yeah, I like that. Wow! Um, you now one of my f- Definitely makes my top ten favorites, but yeah. you'll have to do some explaining to me as to why you think that's one of the ten like funniest that's or fair. most influential. Okay, so that's interesting. Influential because it, I, you have to like look at this from a career launching standpoint. This was really the first time that Vince Vaughn and Will Ferrell had like major roles in a comedy film, and they did it together in True. the same film, mind you. The lead in that film was um, Patrick Wilson. Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson, sorry. Different Luke, actors, yeah, for sorry. sure. Luke Wilson, who is not as great. <laughs> Did a fine job. Luke Wilson was like... He was okay. He's like Paul Rudd and Jason Bateman before Paul Rudd were Paul Rudd and Jason sure. Bateman was Jason sure. Bateman, right? Like, just the straight men of straight men uh, and... But yeah, outside of SNL, where Will Ferrell was, um, 
like this was really like the, the first time we really got to see those two actors on the big screen in that kind of film and the film itself did a really good job of, of kind of capturing that american pie um fallout that was you know happening at the time like, i think it was 99 or early 2000 american pie came out so much about like the college life you know the the young the young kind of comedy that I think really signaled a change in the early 2000s and then the film cashed in I think as a result. What it did was is it built off the foundation that Animal House left for it and is it's a funnier Animal House but it's the same kind of idea in that sense but I do agree with you in that it kind of perfected that sort of uh, that sort of idea. College trope. Yeah it's, yeah it's it's interesting. I will say this is again that does make my top 10 favorites and you guys both knew that and the scene when Luke Wilson is drunk at the wedding and gives that speech may be one of my favorite moments in the history of movies. Like, oh my god. What Mitch is trying to say. <laughs> True love is hard to find. He like looks like confused on his face. He looks he looks over like just right before that too, he's like, I'm glad to see Frank's dad made it out. I haven't seen that guy in like eighty years. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Farrell's just drunk. I love you, Dad. True love is hard to find. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. All right, I'll agree with you. Reg, number nine. Okay, uh, for my number nine pick, uh, <laughs> back to Monty Python, nice. I, I put on The Life of Brian. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it, to me... Yeah, it's, it's hard to put one above another, I it's, think. It's very much up there two. on par with uh, The Holy Grail, but, you know, it's uh, kind of like a spoof of the greatest story ever told, you yeah. know? And uh, I know... the You know, the Bible. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus' tale... Uh, not that I uh, agree, James, but it James is did like not attend Catholic the, school for all you Italians who are listening to the podcast. Yeah, I I don't want to disappoint you guys, but I didn't either. But um, yeah, well, <laughs> but you're aware of the Bible at least. So you've been to a hotel and looked in the yeah, nightstand. You know, before. it is kind of like the most read book of all time and such, or whatever. So you, you might even say, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I just uh, it's a it's a hugely influential film at the time. It was really bold, breaking ground, sort of parodying that content especially at that time and uh yeah i don't know i just personally think it's it's right up there with uh monty python the holy grail as far as their best okay. work yeah you're not wrong they're, they're very comparable movies i think mm-hmm. um i i kind of like the one part it's like uh he's going outside he's uh what's his name the dude the dude brian in the movie or whatever he's like he's talking to the people and he's like uh all you people like you're you're individuals and the one guy's like i am not (laughs) (laughs) can't you think for yourselves you're individuals i am not i am not (laughs) fuck monty python's great uh we are the knights who say me um number nine for me uh I have to give some shout out to the creative genius that is Mike Judge. And number nine is Office Space for me. Um, Office Space is is so goddamn not funny in moments that it is so funny, and that's what like it's just an odd style of humor that it sort of plays off like the the deadpan uh, Monty Python or like Naked Gun type of humor um, and does it in such a dry way. Like it's just, it's such a quotable movie. It's such a good movie. Ron Livingston is absolutely brilliant in that movie. Um, 
I love it. I love Office Space. I think it's great, and I think I think it is one of those films I would genuinely genuinely say that everyone should watch. It, yeah, like it's, uh, you have to see this movie if you haven't seen it. Hundred percent agree. Fantastic movie. Underrated performance by Diedrich Bader as the <laughs> the neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, might be one of the best parts of the movie. Hey, yeah. Peter Man. <laughs> yeah, he's just—he's like yelling at him through the walls. Can you please just come over here if you're gonna can, talk can to me? Can you pretend you can't right, hear man. me yeah, through the pretend. walls? Oh, sorry, man. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's that's a classic it's, for it's sure. It's a priceless movie. Uh, office space thoughts, James. Never seen it. <laughs> oh, it's James, you're missing out again. <laughs> You uncultured swine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Office Space number nine for me. James, yeah. number eight. Um, a film I have seen. <laughs> Hopefully. Imagine. This one's not going to uh, agree with, uh, I think, uh, either of you. Uh, get him to the Greek. Okay. <laughs> well, That's it, you're it, wrong, should be, it should be known that although Get Him to the Greek does not make an appearance on my list, for those of you who don't know... Uh, it's probably top three favorite movie for yeah, me of all time. It's one of my overall. I just don't. Movies. I just. I just. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I just don't think it's a top ten comedy. But not gonna argue with you either. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't have a huge reason why. I just. I think it's begins well. Would you like to take well. the round? Take like. Would you like me to take the roundabout <laughs> through Hounslow and then Winslow? What is this fucking Middle Earth? Just get us to the airport. <laughs> Yeah, like the I think the film just doesn't take a second off. Like it, it, it's no. Just no, it really doesn't. It's and it's coming at you the whole time with life lessons and yeah, uh, it was very unique just, as well. I like the I like the fact that it was just like in, completely inspired off one minor character from a yeah. film that preluded it. There needs to be more of that I think yeah. nowadays too because there are a lot of good comedy movies that underuse certain underuse Characters, certain people. Yeah. Like they could have also made another movie off forgetting Sarah Marshall and Paul Rudd could have had his own little spin-off sure. as like the surfer in there yeah. uh, like that I should maybe pitch that to someone because sure. I think that's a, a gold mine waiting to happen yeah I don't know Reg yeah. um, get him to the Greek number eight for James yeah I mean as far as uh, as far as get him to the Greek goes like I don't I don't have anything to say comedy wise more to add to that but just love that it's again maybe it's why I wouldn't put it in my top 10 for the best movies or best comedies ever but uh, as far as like, it is probably one of the best comedy slash love letters to classic rock and roll or like True. the style of rock and roll that like, it's a, it's a, it's a really fun movie. It's mm-hmm. a really, really fun movie. I agree. All right. So, uh, my number eight pick is the 40 year old virgin. Oh, wow. See, I, I thought about it. Had it on my list. I thought sure. about it. It, it. It's on your list? It was originally. It was, yeah. It, it's hard not to put it on there because going back to the comment of like not taking a second off, that is one movie yeah, that, that movie does not quit. take. Like That just comes at you. The subtlest things about that movie are things that I always found funny. Definitely my favorite part of that movie is, uh, is the whole... Michael McDonald thing playing at the store the whole time. <laughs> if I have to hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm gonna Yamo burn this place to the ground. Such a smart ass. Get back to work, Andy. Jane Lynch yeah. is my favorite. Jane Lynch yeah, is so great. Lynch, Jane Lynch is great too. in there. Like the best Oh, unbelievable. Great, Seth great Rogen actors. before he was Seth yeah, Rogen. Yeah, really. yeah. 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 I don't really have too much to say about that. I, I agree yeah, with that. That's that's my pick for eight. Well, let's keep the Seth Rogen train going. Number nice. eight is super bad for me. Oh, yeah. Um, 
just that oh my god that was the yeah <laughs> that was like to see that movie at the age when i was that age it was not something that you generally get in that type of raunchy comedy mm-hmm. where it's just so relatable that was like it was what like they were had come to school with time. us that yeah. day and then went to the movies with us that night and showed us back everything that we had just gone through like the past week like it, it was crazy and um it's such an unbelievably quotable movie that again does not take any time off it is so well written well thought out there's different types of jokes different types of humor subtle lines uh, and it is one of the most quotable movies of my generation if not the most um so for me that it's an easy choice on that one yeah i should be on the list totally totally agree with that it uh sort of captured like the spirit of that generation perfectly you know mm-hmm. like all all the people at the time who were in high school who sort of watched that flick like it was it was perfect for that place and time and one thing i've noticed too watching it recently is there's not a ton of older characters in the movie but they kind of nail the tension that like a teenager has with certain types of older people yeah. right like you've got the lady at the liquor store you're kind of scared of her because you're not of age and like super nervous mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh, the two cops are kind of buddies with him. McLovin's just kind of happy to have this like older role model, but like <laughs> is super nervous the whole time as well. You got the creepy guy that wants to be friends with you and take you to this older party mm-hmm. so you can steal Joe a bunch Trujillo, of booze. Yeah. Joe Latruglia, mm-hmm. like unbelievable performance by him in that movie. <laughs> so you guys have man- MySpace or what? <laughs> Who's going to give it to her, man? You are. That's uh, who. That guy's funny. They're just like rolling their eyes. Yeah. So yeah, super bad number eight. James? Uh, number seven. Tropic Thunder. Interesting. I have never really seen a film take on a whole other like genres worth of work and make such a like performance out of it in a in a comedic way. The way Tropic Thunder does. Yeah, Tropic Thunder is basically if Apocalypse Now didn't get filmed right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. But you know what I mean? And like, that's great. Like, like, I love that idea. Like, this this is a movie that inspired, like, an Academy nomination. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is absurd. That is absurd. That yeah. that came from that kind of type of movie. Uh, the, cast, sure. the cast is strong, you know? The best part is I'm pretty sure Robert Downey Jr. gets nominated against, like, four other unbelievable performances at the Academy <laughs> Awards that year. I'm gonna... I know he lost to Heath Ledger, yeah, uh, but I, I want to take a look at who the rest are. But yeah. you keep talking. Yeah, that, yeah that no. Was... Uh, the, the, the cast was strong and like they just they just nailed it you know like every every mm-hmm. trope that you would expect to see in some sort of war jungle you know type of film like that action action movie they nailed it mm-hmm. they got it to a T it was like if if they took away those characters those, those sorry those actors and replaced them with genuine drama actors oh. gave them the same script oh my you could probably God. have a serious military film out of it so time out the other f- nominees... Okay, so in 2009, Heath Ledger won the Best Supporting Actor for his performance in The Dark Knight. Obviously, sure. probably yeah, fair enough. maybe the greatest acting performance of all time from a supporting actor. It's up there. Um, he was nominated against Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder as Kirk Lazarus. <laughs> Josh <laughs> Brolin in Milk as Dan White. <laughs> all right. Michael Shannon in perhaps his best performance of his career on an actor that I am incredibly partial to in Revolutionary Road. 
as the mentally ill mm-hmm. John Givings Jr. And Philip Seymour Hoffman in Doubt as Father Brendan Flynn. So yeah, he, he was he was in... Deep that, water. That was a hell of a yeah. year for supporting Stiff actors. competition oh for sure. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. I just thought it did a really good job of actually like taking something and making it comedic, which is hard to do in comedy. It's one of my most quoted movies at work. It's up there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We I, talk about that a lot. Take a piss. I just want to talk to you. <laughs> you didn't read the script? I don't read the script. The script reads me. <laughs> what does that even mean? Jay Baruchel's in that too. Like unbelievable yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't have it on my list, but it was one of the last cuts. Yeah. No, me, I agree so. too. It's it's it wasn't a cut for me, but I, I can respect the choice yeah. for sure. Okay. So uh, I don't know if anyone will respect this choice, but. Ugh. I had to do this one. Ugh. Team America World Police. Oh my god! <laughs> Good choice, though. Oh, oh man. Oh my god. Okay, alright, so going off your point, Team America World Police made every top 100 ranking I saw, and it was incredibly high. Really? It was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw one list, it was like third. Like, it's, it is a. It is. It's a unique it's, movie. It's incredibly you give it crude. That. There's tons of, you know, like. Kind of semi-racist shit, oh, but it's, it's, it's it is a glorious mess. Another movie that does not take time off. No, it finds incredibly different ways to be funny. Um, yeah, I can respect the hell out of that choice. I, yeah, I don't really have much more to say about that, but okay. <laughs> well, um. I'm going to let you guys fuel the discussion for my number seven to a point because I feel like I could talk about this for the rest of the night. Um, but my number seven is The Big Lebowski. Um, I don't have to explain to you why I love this movie. It is probably my favorite movie ever made. Um, yeah. It is, in my opinion, the the group of actors put together for the movie are not necessarily, like, the biggest names you will ever see sort of put into a cast of, like, a comedy movie. That being said, they are some of the biggest names that, like, every single one of them just knocks it out of the park. There's not a bad performance in that movie. No. And... I mean, leave it to the Coen brothers. I will say that. Yeah. Like the Coen brothers true. really are not capable they, of making a bad movie. No. Um, th- like, they just, time and time again, just nail it. Like, they, they released a movie a year ago. And I don't remember what it was called. I watched it recently. It was on Netflix. And I'm like, this is fantastic. George Clooney was in it. It was great. Um, no, I gotta look it up now. I went Hail too far Caesar? into that. Or was that a different... Mm, it was Hail Caesar. I watched that, Hail Caesar I watched that was a couple great. months ago. I yeah. really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I, the, the, time and time again, the Coen brothers, and this is... I don't know if it's their signature film. It might be. It's pretty close. Like, it's it's hard to hold a candle to Fargo. Yeah. And it's hard yeah. to hold a candle to No Country for Old Men. But this is right there with it. Um, for sure. For sure. You know? The dude abides. Yep. Also, me and Reg went as characters from the Sam Big Lebowski. Yeah. Oh, thank Love you. Yeah, Reg, Reggie went as <laughs> Sam Elliott um, wow. for Halloween. Yeah, it was pretty good. On a, I was the dude, but like definitely shout out too, to Reggie. Like, great, great yeah. job. Yeah, so number seven, Big Lebowski. Beauty. Re- James, six. Number six, um, Dodgeball. <laughs> 
didn't. This makes All no right. one else's list. <laughs> Anywhere in the world? No. It should. Uh, it's one of the most quoted movies, so I definitely can't argue with you too much. Oh, God. It's one of the most quoted movies. Yeah. Like, out of any people. Out of anyone I know, they've seen it. They know all the funny parts. Um, it's very rare you come across a person who hasn't seen Dodgeball. And of those people, it's very rare for someone who hasn't loved Dodgeball. This this is Vince Vaughn and his best. I, I, I think. I'd agree. I, I think yeah. this is this might be his best comedic performance. Yeah, he kills me in old school, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you. Either. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. I don't know. It, it, it's it's a unique idea. It's not just the same old true college yeah. hashtag. True. You know. I mean, in a little way, it kind of plays off plots like before it and stuff like that. But it's you, you've never seen a dodgeball movie. No. <laughs> No, sir. Like the whole, like, we need to raise money for this yeah, kind of gym. It plays off that, yeah, right? But, was, like, yeah. yeah, for a gym. For a gym, so they fucking play dodgeball. Okay. Waited out for ten years, guys. I swear to God, there's a gym renaissance coming. Yeah. Everyone in the fucking world yeah. is my membership in ten years. Waited yeah. out, Joe. Yeah, they figured oh, it out. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a little bit of personal bias on that one, but no. I, I think it nails it. Where would it rank in your personal favorites? Higher? Then it's six? In, probably in the top five. Nice. Moves up into the top we got to do our favorites yeah. then one week and yeah. see how they kind of stack I w- up. I will say this. That would make my top ten favorites, I think. It is mm. it is definitely one of my yeah, favorite movies of would, all time. It would be I, close I to making mine movie. for sure. I, oh, I do man. I do really like it. I love comedy movies, though. Like, yeah. I, I just, I'll re-watch these fucking things over and over again. Like, I don't get tired of a lot of these movies. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Yeah. If you can dodge a wrench. You know it. Chuck yeah. Norris makes an appearance for sure. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's the reason the Ocho is a real thing in the, yeah, in the, the world. Yeah, the Ocho. Oh, that's great. Rod thinks I should have my own show on the Ocho. Yeah, yeah I saw that. So I, we got to make that happen. <laughs> J- Jason Bateman. I'd be down. As the, uh, the, the color <laughs> He's not going to be able to see with that very well on. <laughs> oh, boy. Get caught in. Uh, yeah. Reg, six. Okay, so for six, this has not really been of the same vein as the last bunch of movies we've been doing but uh i couldn't not include one with these two guys planes trains and automobiles i love steve martin and john candy more than anything they're two of the most influential actors to me comedic comedic actors uh that that movie at that time was i know how big it was and it still makes me laugh a lot today so yeah i don't have a bad thing to say about that movie that movie is is hysterical every time i see it now here's a funny thing and this is kind of an advertisement uh here so i a little spoiler i may have done a little bit of looking into some planes trains and automobiles related stuff recently for whatever reason you know who's to say Mm. um planes trains and automobiles is playing at silver city on sunday really at 12 55 in the afternoon if i'm not too hung uh, hung over from our night out at default I'll go. Yeah, I would, I would consider I'll go. going to that. I haven't seen it in a while. That'd be fun. James coming. Uh, I mean, like, it, it, uh, probably working, so... I don't, okay, I don't well, see. Right, if well, you're not... Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Uh, my number six? We're at six? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number six is Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh, I thought I would put that um, in too. I think this, I think this, other than Superbad, is the most quoted movie of my generation. Almost to a fault, 
But you have, I have to anyway, recognize the comedic genius of the movie. Um, it is, you know, for better or for worse, Will Ferrell's signature comedic performance on screen. Uh, I don't think anything's ever going to change that. It It is so funny for so many reasons. Um, again, one of those movies where there's just so many jokes packed in. Uh, I didn't hate the sequel. I'm not going to lie. The sequel made me laugh. Not quite as much, but I, I liked it. Um, I liked the sequel more. More? Really? Yeah. Wow. I did not care for That's it. That's a hot take. That you is didn't a hot care take. for it. Why not? That's bold. I, I just never... How many oh. times have you seen it? Not quite half a dozen. Okay, four, four, you've, seen it, you've seen it enough. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I saw about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. well, you should see the other two hours, Boy, maybe. No. Okay. One, of, one of the most star-studded casts you'll ever see in a movie like yeah, that, Yeah, it's good. Too. Just... It's good. Isn't Fred Willard in that? Isn't he like the news guy? I think so. It's hard to say. I know he's played like that role before. Yeah, but yeah. I, think I can he's, picture I think him. he's in that. I can picture I him. So. Yeah. Yeah, number six, big fan. Right on. James, five? Number five, uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah. So this is Spinal Tap. This, this is. This is Spinal this Tap. Is, but you gotta, you got to specify because some of our listeners probably have not heard of the 1981, 1980 hit. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. Yeah. Starring Rob Reiner and a bunch of other people you've probably never heard of. Right. Michael McKean. Yeah. Who's uh, now uh, uh, Saul Goodman's brother on Better Call Saul. Ah, that's me. Yeah. yeah. That's good for him. Yeah, the, uh, the first real... Uh, uh, rockumentary, if you will. Yeah. Um. Well, it's the first mockumentary. Yes. It, it. It. Yeah. It. Like, let's let's call a spade a spade here. Like, it paved the way for The Office, for Parks and Rec, for everything else that came after this. Because, as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've looked into this before. There's nothing else like this before. No. Like even like this is what we do in the shadows or and all these all these other kinds of movies they, that yeah. have that have done this like comedic yeah. documentary. This is the first. Mm-hmm. And to do it, going back to Reggie's love letter for classic rock, this is the oh. first of its kind well, as well. Yeah, because like this does so many things what was happening at the time, right? Yeah. All these bands are putting out these That's the thing, is it's making fun of the time while you're in the time. Yeah. And that is another thing that maybe had never been done before. Like, you even look at Monty Python yeah. and things like that. It, like, Monty Python's making fun of medieval times and things like that. Mm-hmm. You look at Dr. Strangelove. That's making fun of the war that happened mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's so yeah. many comedies that came out that didn't know how to kind of live in the moment. And that is another one where, you know, this is ridiculous. These bands haven't even happened yet. And this is ridiculous, you know. And, uh, yeah. Nailed it. Yep. Number five. 100%. This one goes to 11. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If only. <laughs> okay. Reg, So, five. Uh, I believe this is our first uh, first repeat on the list. Mm. Number five for me is Office Space. And this, nice. this was, for me, uh, it's, it's so high purely because that was a huge, like, it was a film that perfectly captured that mid '90s feel of just like the the angst of working that yeah, office you're right. job. It, you know, it's very and, punk rock without being oh, 100%, very overtly yeah. punk rock. It it just to me it perfectly captures the feel of the time and is it's kind of influential in the sense that like again it's it's just 
it is perfectly capturing like that 90s feel like you said the punk rock just the rebellious like ah like fuck you know you have a white collar job working at an office like you got things made for you but like you hate your life you know and like you're not you're not satisfied with shit and that was just the whole feel of the 90s just like just dissatisfaction and angst welcome to Anatech. and that that was that movie for me yeah yeah Still i don't it. know Still missing. Yeah, we gotta find a way to get you a hold of that. It used to be on. Um, I might actually have it on DVD. I'll have to look into that. Roman's I might have it DVD. for you. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the movie. It was on Netflix for a while, but I don't think it is anymore. Uh, my number five. Speaking of overlap, is Reggie's number six? Uh, Planes, trains, and automobiles oh, yeah. is number five for me. Del Griffith, <laughs> just just a beauty, sells curtain rings. <laughs> <laughs> The scene when when <laughs> when Steve Martin is sleeping in the passenger seat, and John Candy's driving and just smoking and dancing around to mess around is just is just priceless to me. Like it gets me every time watching John Candy dance. It's a wordless scene and it just kills me. Yeah, it's unreal. That guy's fantastic. Yeah, so definitely, I I, I agree with you. Top, one top ten funny or top ten greatest movie of all time. Cool, uh, comedy. James, number four. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. This. Um, I've seen it more than any other movie. Yeah. And, and I and I love it every time. And I find something funnier about oh it. Oh my god! Every time I watch so it. for just a little bit of background for those of you who don't know, James and I have probably watched this movie together pr- at least twice per like December since we were fifteen. Not even, well, maybe mm. we'll we'll say fifteen mm. since we're fifteen. So at least ten years now mm. we've been watching this. So we've seen this at least twenty times together. We will sit and laugh at parts that no one on earth laughs at no. because there's just something about it. Every time you watch it, you catch new things yeah. more than any movie I've ever seen. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to disagree with that choice. It's the uh, only Christmas film uh, worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, you should definitely check out Bad Santa if you've never seen it. Yeah, okay. So, there's two. Right. Elf is good. Elf's not bad, yes. I love the Jim Carrey Grinch. We're doing a top ten Christmas uh. movie and you don't have to come. <laughs> I haven't seen ten. So, so here's what I'm going to do. We're going to do, around Christmas, we're going to have a top ten Christmas movie um, countdown. But at that part of the episode, you're going to get up and walk out and I'm going to do it with Miranda. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So let sure. let Maddie's sister Miranda know that we have a podcast, and then let her know she's going to be a guest in on in December. Sure, she loves Christmas more than anyone I've ever met. She's already got the so, tree up. Yeah, it's been an hour in November. I'm so. sure. Yep. So she's going to be on. Uh, okay, number four, Reg. All right, my number. Unless four you had pick. more to add. Unless you're good. Okay. Borat is my number nice. four pick. Yeah, that. Okay, so when I was trying to decide number 10 between that and Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I went Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. But Borat is definitely, like, an honorable mention, for sure. I don't, like, I don't even really have that much to say about the movie. I don't even know, like, if it's necessarily the most influential movie of all time, but that performance by Sasha Baron Cohen is so... (laughs) Maybe one of the best things ever <laughs> put down in a comedy movie of it, all time. It. Okay, so when I said earlier that I had never laughed at a movie harder the first time I've seen it, <laughs> it, 
it's between that and the hangover and and it's hard to say because i was younger when i saw borat so i might have laughed harder but i don't know like that, that the first time you see that movie it is so shocking oh that's and if you have word. when if you have that type of humor you're good if you don't then you're gonna have a problem with borat but like if you're able to just sit down check your fucking ego at the door and, and laugh at anything um yeah it's incredible yeah it really is yeah really is yeah i agree uh number four for me one of my favorite comedy movies of all time and it still makes my top 10 favorites the naked gun um yep. uh that has more laughs per minute than I think any movie that I could ever possibly think of. Like, that movie has so many jokes packed into... It's not even, like, an hour and 20 minutes. Like, it is one of the short... It's, like, an hour Two and a half hours. The Naked Gun? Yeah. The first one? I have no. it up right now. I just watched it the other day. It was an hour and 20 minutes. Two hours and 23 minutes, according to IMDb. Well, IMDb's wrong. Well, uh, I mean, maybe with deleted scenes, if there's an hour worth of them that I didn't see. Or if you watch all three Naked Guns together, it's probably two and a half hours, but... Yeah. Anyway, um, a great movie. Um, the fact that he's had like Chinese food in his fridge for a place that's been closed for like three years is great. Um, now the funny thing is about the Naked Gun is it was released before the movie In the Line of Fire, starring Clint Eastwood. But if you ever watch Naked Gun and then watch In the Line of Fire, starring Clint Eastwood, it's the same movie. It's just Naked Gun making fun of this movie that didn't exist yet, which I think is pretty cool. It's this cop falls in love with the girl. The girl even looks like the girl from fucking The Naked Gun. Naked Gun. It's fantastic. Um, number four for me, yeah, it's it's Leslie Nielsen at his yeah. best. It's great. Number three is that? Uh, Naked Gun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Listen. Care to talk more about The Naked Gun? Listen. The plot of this film. So the Queen of England is coming to L.A. And the bad guy, Ricardo Baltabon, is going to kill her using a brainwashed professional baseball player. Just let that sink in for a second. Hey, everybody, it's Enrico Palazzo. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, (laughs) he calls so he can... He tries to, like, infiltrate the baseball game to, like, get to the bottom of the case. And so he's behind the, he's behind home plate. And he calls the first pitch, like, a strike. And he has to think about it for a second. The whole crowd cheers. And, you know, home crowd, they're all getting fired up. Second one's not even close. And he calls it a strike. And the third one, he's just feeding off the crowd energy. He's just, like, <laughs> dancing and fucking, like, throwing the guy out. Randy Newman sings a song. It's a good time. It's a good movie. Ricardo Maltabon offers... Uh... Frank Drebin a, a cigar. Cuban? No, Dutch-Irish, but my father was from Wales. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ricardo Montalban. Vincent Ludwig. Good times. Yeah. Number three. Agreed. Also, also O.J. Oh. Simpson's in that, if you've never ah. seen it. That's true. The juice was loose. The juice. Okay. Still is loose. So, uh, this is, again, a little bit older one, and maybe it's not like... It's not... The most hilarious movie, but I think as far as influence and like how well it did, and I do really love this movie. I have Ghostbusters as my number. Oh, good choice. 
Not uh, on my list, but still a good choice. I love everything about that movie. Yeah. I love the cast. The cast, to me, is perfect. Like, every one of those actors just absolutely nails their role from what's... Uh, from, uh... Buddy from, uh... <laughs> the Canadian actor from SCTV or Kids in the Hall or whatever. No, 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 no. Well, yes, him too. You know, uh... Guy with the glasses. Why am I, why am I losing yeah. his name right now? Isn't it, uh, isn't it Pastor Dan? No. 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 Uh, yeah, I yeah whatever. It's it does, kind of weird. Doesn't matter. Kind of weird yeah, name. he's a. Yeah. I can't remember. He's a little weird dude. I've seen that he's movie awesome. So long. Everybody just died, in the movies. Just died yeah, recently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's awesome in that movie. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a movie for me for sure. Are you talking about Rick Moranis? Rick Moranis! That's the oh, guy I was talking about. Harold Ramis. No, yeah, oh. Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis wasn't on SCTV, but he is dead. Rick Moranis was on SCTV and is it very is much not alive. Dead. Yeah. So we need to clarify no, that yeah, because sorry. we we're, we're we're screwing people up. When, this is my fault. When when if if Rick Moranis dies, which hopefully doesn't happen ever. But if he dies, and we're still doing the podcast when he dies, James and I will do a uh Movie commentary of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. How about that? How Fantastic. does that sound? Okay. Can, can, I just, can I just... Which raise... is my number three movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> can I just raise a point here for a second? Yeah. Like We all know the, the story about how Rick Moranis retired from acting so he could go take oh, care of his you're kids. Gonna, right? You're going to say okay. this, aren't you? Yeah. Here we go. How old are those kids now? Oh, God. It's time for the Rick Moranis comeback. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's Rick go. Moranis back Spaceballs 2. Let's do it. I remember one night I turned on Jimmy Kimmel Live and Rick Moranis was just singing a song with a ukulele. And this was like maybe five years ago. I guess he like put out an album or something like that. But I, yeah, he hasn't made a movie in a while. Um, my, my number three, another overlap on the podcast. Um, this is Spinal Tap, which is one of my favorite comedic movies yep. of all time. Yep. Um, I could... I could quote a million lines from him, but the one that always tends to stand out for me is they show up to do a show one night at an at a at an airbase, and Fred Willard greets them and is trying to get them, you know, ready to go. And you know, they're a very heavy rock band, and Fred Willard is not a heavy rock fan and doesn't know anything about it. But he's trying to make them feel, you know, feel real good, and he just says. You know, well, uh, we're hoping to get you guys settled, set up, and playing around, oh, about, uh, about 1,900 hours. And it's, uh, it's about 1,830 hours right now. And Harry Shearer, who plays the bass player, Derek Smalls, looks at Fred Willard straight in the eyes and goes, So what's that, like 50 hours? And no, that's actually about 30 minutes. Just has, just has never heard of, like, military time. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um... Yeah, again, we explained earlier yeah, why it's no, so influential. So Not too much to add. No, James, number two. Uh, my number two is also a repeat. Uh, it's super bad, so I'm going to take this time to talk about the fact that uh, Rick Moranis actually appeared <laughs> on an episode of The Goldbergs this year. Uh, and no voiced, way! Oh, yeah, right on. He, he voiced his old character from Spaceballs, uh, Darth Helmet. Oh, my wow. Darth Helmet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Spaceballs is the best movie. Never mind. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. my list. <laughs> Spaceballs <laughs> is number one. Rick Moranis for president. Spaceballs is good stuff. Yeah. All right. Number number two, Reg. Hey, that's, that's right. That was an overlap again, so it's back to me. Okay. Uh, this one, I think, might be a little biased. It probably shouldn't be so high on the list, but it should be a goddamn classic. Uh, Hot Fuzz. In my opinion, oh, wow. is the absolute best movie that 
Edgar oh, Wright ever man. made yeah, with I... Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. That It's like the most deadpan but clever movie. There's so many in-jokes that wow. relate later in the movie and back and forth and like little references. It's just, in my mind, a genius, almost perfect movie. Wow. I could infinitely rewatch that. That That's crazy. Now, that said, I don't disagree with its... It's one of the funniest movies of British humor that transferred over to American humor yeah. and is still universally loved amongst the people who have seen it in North America. Um, it's a really good movie. It's on Netflix right now, for those of you who haven't seen it. James? Yeah, no, I've, 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 seen, I've, I've seen that one. Oh, man. I don't know why, it just good. seemed like one really you probably haven't seen. It's good. It is. It's yeah, really, good. really good. I, I agree with you. There's so many, like, subtle jokes that just... I've only seen it, I think, maybe two or three times. Oh, man, I've seen that movie at least ten plus times. Yeah, I, And every time I just... Great. I catch something else, I'm like, that's hilarious. I might watch like, Shaun of the Dead after you guys leave, too, <laughs> to be honest. Another, another great um, one. All right. So now I have to take some liberties here, and I have to assume that my number two is also James's number one. Okay. Um, we're at number two, right? Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, because James did show me his list the other day, and this is the only one I remember, and it was at number one the other day. And this movie was on TV last night. And I was trying to figure out if to put it in my top 10. And if I should put it in my top 10, where do I put it in my top 10? And it became very apparent to me for many, many reasons that this deserves to be number two on my list of the greatest comedy movies ever time, ever made. And that is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, nice. Um, duh, just <laughs> There's just so many good things about this movie. Other than the actor who plays... Principal Rooney, because he's a horrible person. But other than that, uh, <laughs> it is a very, very good movie. Um, yeah. James, is that your number one? It took the win out of my sails. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, my number one. Like, one of the most underappreciated parts about the movie. And I forget it's coming every single time is when Janie's at the police station and looks over and a coked out Charlie Sheen is just <laughs> sitting there staring at her. And then she, like she just turns away and he just keeps staring at her. Drugs? No, I'm straight, thank you. Are you here for drugs? No, I'm not. Why are you here? Drugs. It's classic. Charlie Sheen apparently stayed up for 48 hours before shooting that scene, I heard, too. He whether wasn't, he or not wasn't a nobody at that point either. Whether or not he knew he was shooting that scene, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that is just so many perfect things. The teenage angst, the whole you know, out in out and about in mm -hmm. Chicago, the the life of Chicago, the whole tension, the principal and the school against the kid that's cool. Yeah, I'm. I got a little rap about <laughs> both and the idea of getting away with it too. My name is Ferris Bueller, and I'm here to say, um, it, it, <laughs> it's it's a great movie. Yeah, it's it's oh, a great 100%. movie. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone could take anything away from that. Uh, am I up? Is it my number one pick? It is. Okay, number well, this one. is this is a little bit anticlimactic because this has not been mentioned once, but it's been mentioned twice. <laughs> my number one pick is this is Spinal Tap. Nice. 
Now, it, wow, the only three Pete on the podcast, I can guarantee, because mine is not very on either easily your list. For me, makes top five favorite movies of all time. But as far as top comedy movies go, like greatest, influential, it's at number one almost purely because of the influential part we talked about earlier. Like the first kind of mockumentary, yeah. you know, like yeah. that's massive. And, that's and, a that, huge and they're everywhere genre. now. Like oh, yeah. mockumentaries are huge. half of television now, it feels like. Like they're everywhere. And yeah, it's the, there's so many of them. It started a, it started something, it was so ahead of its time, too, because you saw yeah. so few of them afterwards, but, like, here they are now. And it all kind of started with Spinal Tap. And I will never forget watching that in Sam's Volkswagen Jetta on the 20-hour <laughs> drive out to Edmonton to see the Tragically oh, Hip a couple summers ago. Uh, and Sam had never seen the movie, and he's just dying, man. Like Trying just, to drive. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's trying to drive, and he's just... It's killing him. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to ask Reg if, uh, if, if he had actually seen the film prior to the Sault Ste. Marie Ooh. trip. I, I had, yes. Oh, good. I had. Good. Um, I had actually... Oh, yeah, I'm this was sure... always a staple on the yeah. bus, eh? No, yeah. I had uh, I had seen it once before that, I believe, and then I saw it, yeah, on the Sault Ste. Marie trip, and then, you know, many times since, with you guys even. <laughs> so, I, I, I let Cody's brother... Uh, borrow a copy of this as Spinal Tap because he'd never seen it. And then he went to Europe and whatever, and he still has a copy of it. And apparently, at some point in time, I bought two copies of this as Spinal Tap. So I actually have a Blu-ray copy of it right now, so I'm good. He can right just on. keep the other That's one. That's his yeah. now. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I guess this is going to be kind of interesting because my number one was not on either of your lists. Right on. And I kind of thought it would make either of your lists. But to me... This is the most influential and one of the funniest movies ever made, without a doubt. Uh, I just watched it again the other day because I hadn't seen it in a long time. And again, like Ferris Bueller, was trying to figure out where to put this on the list. No, it's number one. And that is, for me, Airplane. Um, Airplane, if you haven't seen it, is basically what it sounds. It is a movie where a bunch of stuff happens on an airplane. Um, one of the co-pilots is played by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, who is playing Captain Roger Murdoch. Or is he? Uh, there's a scene in the movie where they bring a little kid up into the cockpit. The one captain is making a lot of really creepy comments toward the kid. The kid's not even really picking up on it, but no, and I, like, no one's really picking up on it in the whole scene. And then he kind of looks over at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he's just like, You're, a, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar! He's like, no, son, I'm Captain Roger Murdoch. <laughs> and he's, he's like, no, no, you're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play for the Los Angeles Lakers. He's like, you must have me mistaken. I am just a regular airplane pilot trying to get you to whatever city or whatever. And he's just like, my dad watches every Laker game, and he says you only try during the playoffs, and you're not that great after, overall. And he grabs him by the collar, and he's like, Listen, kid, you tell your old man to go out there and start hauling Walton up and down the uh, court for 48 minutes a night. You tell me how easy that is and, like, lets him go. So it is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing himself, essentially. Um, Leslie Nielsen's in it. Yep. Delivers one of the most iconic comedic lines of all time. I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Um, We're all counting on you. We're... (laughs) comes into the cockpit like four times while they're trying to land the plane after a series of uh, disasters. I just wanted to tell you good luck and we're all counting on you. 
and they've landed the plane and he comes in and says the same thing. It's a great movie. Uh, I recommend watching it. There are so many jokes that will just make you laugh out loud. And to me, I think it's one of the most universally loved movies of everyone who's seen it. Um, yeah. Airplane. Hmm. Yeah. I there mean, it is. That's that. Top 10. That is that. Top 10. I thought that was uh, a solid top All right. 10. So now we got the mailbag. No. <laughs> Uh, okay, well thanks for playing along everyone uh, Those of you who did play along We, we know that this uh, might have been uh, uh, a, a bit of a Spacier episode in, in what, it, uh, what it is But you know what, we drafted our traveling teams The NHL is a better place for it um, mm-hmm. Tyler Sagan Will now play in London Like eight times a year So that's going to go great um, Yeah So I like it James, anything? Um. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Nice, um, yeah. Reg. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate oh, yeah. having you on. Uh, yeah. You're a great moderator, and you will be back for future. Uh, for future moderation, I'm sure we'll have some sort of a debate, um, or something in the future where we may need a moderator to kind of keep things clean, keep time, uh, maybe cut James off when he takes Ooh. 20 minutes to decide things. I tried, but you know, it's. Did you listen to the episode where I gave James a quiz about the mascots? And I got to like number seven and he took like a minute and a half just trying to guess a thing. See, but it's the beauty of being the sound editor is that I can cut out a lot of the dead space. Uh, You better, you might want to do that tonight. (laughs) You might want to down that, do that tonight. Um, Okay. I think we're good. Happy Uh, November, everybody. Yeah, happy November. November, the first month of the season is over. Yeah. Uh, Laced up is now a month old, so... Uh, sure. I've been doing it for two months now, I guess. But we, uh, We've been getting laced for over a month. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't ever do that tongue thing again. <laughs> no one saw that. Um, thanks for not blowing the Airedale ad this week, too. That was good. I still got time. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, okay, so this will be out Friday. We And, and for those of you who haven't noticed, uh, we are out every Friday. Uh, that is going to be a thing that's going to keep going. Uh, unless, and if you don't uh, like that, you can uh, yeah, find us at Twitter. And yeah, you can let us know. We can do. We, we can won't do. Listen to you. No, I don't know. We could do a different night, but you know, we've kind of we've kind of set up our lives to do this for Fridays, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, no big deal. Uh, you can find us at Twitter at, at Laced Up Pod. You can also like us on Facebook. Um, you can follow, subscribe to us on Stitcher. I think we're Apple. on the Airedale website too, right? Like they've they've put us up there. We're, Airedale, yeah. We're on their website, right on the front page. I, I can't imagine. Book a, a room for the weekend or however that works. I'm going to I'm gonna quiz you right now. This is a one out of one quiz. Okay, okay. James? What is Airedale's website? Airedale.com. <laughs> no, don't go there. www.outpostcamps.com if you want to book a trip to Airedale. Uh, I think we're done. And goodbye. Yeah. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later.